0: What is up, everyone, and welcome to the WAN show. We have a great topic lined up for you guys today. Luke and I both got some, I think quality is a strong word, but we got some <laughs> time in with Starfield already. So we're going to be talking about time. That yeah, a little yours bit. is
1: questionable. Yeah,
0: my, my, the quality was a little low for me. So we'll be yeah. talking about that. We've also got. Uh, oh, literally. Oh, right. I guess we should acknowledge the weird thumbnail. Uh, Oh, yeah. Intel's quality in Starfield is a little questionable, so uh, we'll be talking about that. In other news, iFixit has brought the fight for right to repair to McDonald's, tearing down
2: one of their infamous ice cream machines, so we'll be talking about that. What else we got today? The Legion Go handheld has been announced, and it looks potentially quite interesting. Also, games right now are crazy. That's just going to be a general topic that we have. Starfield, Sea of Stars. Suspiciously similar names. Yeah, but we've well we got Fields games. and Seas.
0: Yep. So next yep. is gonna be Air, Air Star. Don't forget about the Citizen of Star. Oh, we got that one already. Desert of Stars. Yeah. Tundra of Stars. <laughs> okay, there's a lot of biomes. Chill. Star chill. Wait. Forest
2: of Stars. <laughs> We're really good at naming games. <laughs> what else we got? Uh, no, I did two. Good. I actually thought of two this time.
0: Uh, and it's gone. UPDF and kudos. Kudos. Why don't we jump right into the big topic? I mean, who in the gamosphere is not amped about Starfield right now? Who in the gamosphere is not amped right now? Who is? Who is even watching the WAN show right now
2: instead I got of some playing Starfield? Of people saying like, "Hey, just checking in," but I can't really keep watching because there's too much dialogue in Starfield. See you later. Can you explain something to me? Yeah.
0: How Maybe. is it that you already have, like, six hours logged? Well, because I, was... I have personally spent, like, most of your waking hours with you since the game launched.
2: <laughs> Can you explain this to me? Well, I, was at, I was at your house until, like, six. Uh-huh, yeah. And then yeah. I went home and played until, like, midnight. I see. And then I went to sleep. And then I saw you this morning. And we played more stars, And we played more Starfield. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, why
0: don't we run through what's in our notes here, and then we'll talk a little bit about uh, Luke's experience and also my experience. I got stuck in a ship already. That was actually cool. That took me way longer in Star Citizen. Yes. Bethesda Starfield is available through early access and is set to come out more generally on Wednesday, September the 6th. Reviews are already out and are generally positive, though some community discourse... Um, Okay. Oh, uh, has been centered around comparisons to No Man's Sky, Star Citizen, as well as other Bethesda games, and hasn't been especially positive. One particular and like Mass
2: Effect and tons of things.
0: One particular pain point was the fact that players cannot walk the circumference of Starfield's one thousand planets. How dare they! <laughs> I mean, you can land anywhere on a planet, but outside of pre-established sites like cities, the game mixes procedurally generated and handcrafted elements to create a limited area that you can explore on foot, which, by some reports, is actually bigger than the entire map of Fallout 4. So, this
2: complaint feels a little bit I don't care about li- this, little literally, bit at all. Spurious, yeah. If you want to spend actually hours walking in a particular direction finding nothing... Like, okay? I
0: think if there's anything that gamers have proven over the years, it's that they will. Someone's
2: going to want to do that. They do want to. But there's very likely, in my opinion, going to be some mod that allows you to do it anyways. Also, you could walk up to a certain point and then, like, just get in your ship and move it. And then just keep walking if you wanted. You a could s- circumnavigate a planet by just moving your ship a bunch of times. A slightly more
0: legitimate concern, uh, criticism concerns the in-game map, particularly in cities. And I have a, a link here. It apparently looks like this. Oh, that is
2: very unfortunate. I will, I will fully admit, uh, the map <clears> totally is terrible. Um, I will also, however, say that the planet. This is the planet side map. Yeah. When you're in the when you're in the like space view, solar system view, etc., that's all good. The the like planet side terrestrial map is kind of trash. I, I think someone's probably going to change this at some point, um, but I, I don't know. I, I didn't really use it, so I didn't really care.
0: Can I just? I, it's it's one of those things though that is just kind of confusing to me. Like, I why mean, why is it so bad? Because Morrow- the Skyrim
2: map was fantastic.
0: Morrowind came out in 2002. I would guess... You've played Morrowind. I have only dropped into it once, and I didn't last very long because I tried to play it after playing Oblivion. And, yeah, it's and, not going to happen. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. I would guess that the map was actually better. Oh, yeah. Than this. Yeah. So how is it... And, and we saw a lot of stuff like that when we were I tinkering around with it this morning. How is it that you can have been making games where you explore and use maps... For twenty years and then release a map like that. Like I just don't really it had to be intentional.
2: Yeah, I, I will say, um like when I when I landed in, in whatever the whatever the main city's called, what is it called again? Uh, uh Dan? Dan's trying. Uh, New Atlantis? New Atlantis. When I landed in New Atlantis, which sure. is like the big primary main city, I was unsure of where to go to find a uh, place that I could sell my, my firearms to because I was carrying too many firearms and I wanted to sell them. What a problem. So I didn't open my map. I don't know why. I can tell you weren't in America. I just, actually, it's it's... it's it's, the store is in the residential district and I made a joke about, what? about how it feels like it's America. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> anyway, Anyways, I saw, there was an info kiosk. I didn't open my map. There was an info kiosk yeah. and I was like, oh, I wonder if like this works. And I open it and it tells me what thing it's in, like what area it's in. Uh, and I just went to the tram thing and the tram said I could go there. So I went there and then I just found it myself. And it felt very intuitive. It felt intuitive to the point where I didn't even really think of opening the map. I was just like, oh, I'm just going to do it this way. So yes, the map is bad and it should be better. And I hope modders make it better. But I will say that they've done other things in the game that are cool to the point where you don't really need to use it that much. You can also fast travel not using the map. You have this thing called the scanner and you can bring it up and it'll show you points of interest. And you can fast travel to those points of interest on foot and in your ship. A lot of people complain about needing to open up, including myself, about needing to open up the map to fast travel in, when you're in your ship because it feels very non-immersive. But I, I learned today, I haven't been able to put it into action yet, but I learned today um, that you don't actually have to do that. You turn on your scanner and then you can warp there. Riley's calling Bethesda simp. That's true, but I'm actually, I think I'm being fairly unbalanced here. I'm saying the map is trash. What I'm also saying is that there's ways around
0: it. It's that you don't really need the map anyway. It's true. The know. map is trash, though. You are kind. And the Skyrim map was sick. You are kind of sounding like an apologist right now.
1: For what? It's I like, said it's trash. Where's the city
0: map? Yeah. Where's it's, the city it's map? It's bad. Where's the I city map? I said it's good. Why they do you like it so one? much? The iPhone reception is bad, but if you just held it differently, then you wouldn't. You're be using a it wrong. He, he doesn't like it, but he
2: has
1: nothing. It's because it's fair. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. Uh. I'm just saying, like, if you are playing, there are ways that you can avoid it because it is so bad that you should probably, like, not use it. Because it's actually, like, I thought it was a bug. Someone first sent me that the map was this bad, and I was like, yeah, there's no way. That's got to just be, like, it's not loaded in properly, or, like, something's just wrong. Like, I don't really believe it. And then I saw it in the game myself, and I was like, holy crap, they're not kidding. Because, like, yeah. the, again, the, the, like, solar system map is, is fantastic. Um... So, I don't know. I don't know why it's so bad. Overall, the game seems to be running...
0: Running. uh, On NVIDIA and AMD graphics cards, outside of some minor issues. Uh, The notes here say, Linus can probably speak to this, having filmed a video today. Yeah, we both can. We were were both there. We'll talk about this in a bit. But according to Reddit, on Intel Arc GPUs, (laughs) most of the time, the game doesn't even launch. And this is a great video from Hugh Splat. I'm not going to show you the whole thing, because... You know, you fair use, right? I don't yeah. want you guys to watch the whole thing. I want you to go check out the video. It has 368 views, but it's amazing. Arc A770 No Worky. Uh, check this out. It apparently looks like that when it does manage to launch. Yeah. I'm going to drop the link in the chat so you guys can go check that out. It's only about a 30-second clip, so it's not going to take you very long. Uh, oh, right, the YouTube chat as well. I forgot about YouTube chat. Sorry, YouTube chat. I... Um, I remember you. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of, like, you know, what you would say to your forgotten child. <laughs> it's just, um, so, so that they're not forgotten. I was
2: just, I was getting milk.
0: I re- Yeah, and cigarettes <laughs> from the corner store. Uh, anywho, <laughs> Uh, Intel has acknowledged the issue on Twitter, says that they are working to improve the experience for the game's general release next week, and meanwhile, AMD released their Starfield-optimized driver on October 31st, while NVIDIA released their driver a week earlier on August
2: 22nd. Did I say October? Did I say October? You know, I it doesn't think matter. You might have. I'll yep. give us a little spoiler alert here too, uh, because I've been I've been retesting the 7900 XTX for the AMD video because I'm trying to get like yeah. more recent testing. And I launched the game and it crashed pretty quickly. And I was like, oh no. And then realized that I didn't have the day one driver. Got the day one driver, perfect uh, after that. Zero performance issues, zero crashes, no problems. So it was very good experience. And it's on me for not updating. So not their problem. Now, we tried three
0: different configurations today. Aside from Luke's at-home config with the seventy-nine hundred XT, we tried um, a fifty-seven hundred, so Radeon fifty-seven hundred, which happens to be the minimum spec that Bethesda uh, advertises as what you know what can have, I guess, a uh, you know a suitably adequate experience running the game. I can play the game. I've this
2: never way. really understood what minimum spec means because you can always launch it with slightly more minimum than what the minimum spec is yeah
0: I, anyway uh so we tried that we tried their recommended spec which is uh an RTX 2080 non super if i recall correctly and then we sure, also yeah. got just a balling out absolutely everything top of the line config and i think man i don't want to i don't want to say too much cuz it's a good video it's worth watching we encountered a ton of sort of interesting behavior, both in both in terms of like graphical anomalies or uh, you know uh, things that
2: we can discuss, and in terms of just like general game behavior. And there's an interesting discussion in it about the current state of uh, like PC graphics options, because it's it's we're in an interesting spot because there's a lot of graphics option settings which, when enabled, enable a bunch of automated stuff. Yeah. And it's like... It's a black box. I don't really know what's happening. Exactly. So So you you might get...
0: (sighs) Let's put it this way. The minimum config and the recommended config, just out of the box, ran at almost the same FPS. However, it was very noticeable to the eye that one of them looked better than the other. But we had no way of knowing exactly
2: what settings in the background. To be, com- to be clear, when he's talking minimum recommended config, he means the hardware config. The settings are the same on both in this scenario. Um, no, not necessarily. But we- so we did that. We did the same settings on both. Oh, that's true. We both, did do that. Yes. And it was graphically better on the higher end one with very similar frame rates. Yes. Interesting. So the reason for that is there's so
0: much automatic fidelity tuning going on in the game if you turn on certain settings you can't tell necessarily and those are settings that are enabled by default and you probably should turn on that you can't tell exactly what you're running at like it doesn't have a drop down for texture quality what yeah. When's the last time? I mean, I shouldn't even ask this because there's a lot of console ports that are... going yeah, right to yeah. be an example right away. There's <laughs> going to be an example right away. But, the, but my, my point time, is, yesterday. when's the last time that we should have seen a PC game that doesn't have a texture quality slider? Yeah.
2: It's weird. How is that, that
0: even remotely
1: acceptable?
2: There's already modders fixing some of that stuff. Like there's, there's modders in, in Starfield that have added FOV control. Because did you notice there isn't an FOV slider option? I didn't even notice that. I, that Interesting to have a first-person game with no
0: FOV slider. Least of my concerns, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I saw the fact that there's
2: no texture slider... I don't even think we should talk about the other one. What, draw distance? No. There's no draw distance slider! The uh, the one thing that you can't change that we were enraged about. I sure. feel like that no. should be a tidbit for the video. No, no,
0: no let's talk about There's so okay. much in the video. Okay. You can't set a,
2: a, a non-native resolution. So if you have a 4K monitor, this is a very hard to run game. If you have a 4K monitor and you're like, ah, I I'd run this game in 1440p. Or 1080. You have to do um, like resolution percentage, whatever it's called. Scaling. Scaling. You have yep. to do resolution scaling. But when you do that, the other settings are going to interact differently. So like we actually got a very different experience uh, instead of doing a resolution scaling by changing our monitor's resolution, uh, setting it to native, cranking resolution scaling to 100%, and then interacting with other options, it was actually notably Hold different. On, I should clarify that a little bit. So by setting it to a
0: non-native desktop resolution. So we've got a 4K TV. If we run it at 4K, but then set the resolution scaling to 50%, which is the minimum, that's as low as the slider in-game goes. Remember, we don't have any mods installed. We're not you know we we were experiencing it as a gamer would experience it we're not running into you know config files or anything like that and manually typing in values we're just using it as it's meant to be used so 50% is the lowest you can go meaning that you are rendering at 1080p and then but like fsr is enabled so maybe like you actually have no idea what resolution like what pixel count yeah. your gpu is trying to push And then, sorry, what Luke was saying was we tried changing the desktop resolution to 1080p. So that's not the native resolution of the panel. Now we go into the game and all of a sudden, we can turn it down to 50% again. Which would be 540p. (laughs) Except that Depending on what, res- what desktop resolution you're running, at, except that no matter what desktop resolution you're running at, when you just go to low, medium, and high, it just moves that slider to what was it like 62% i think so. 50% or 75% it actually even on ultra never goes to 100%. We didn't yeah. even mention that in the video but that blew my mind. I, th- I think we pointed it out. Did I we? don't know okay. if it was a major
2: beat but it we pointed it out.
0: never defaults to 100%. So what that means is it's setting this 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 overall level of detail the same regardless of what pixel count your display is running at. How is that how is that even possible that they overlooked that? I don't I don't understand it. It's kind of wild. You also can't full screen. So, if you're at 1080p for your for your your desktop resolution and you put it at low, it's going to render at 50% of 1080p with all low details. If you have a 4K monitor, okay? And you set it to low, you are going to render at 1080p all low details. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Those are not the same low.
2: It's weird. Yeah. It's honestly really weird.
0: Uh, The whole, like, only working in windowed full screen, though, and having to use, like, resolution scaling, I know that's not a new thing. That's not unique to this game. It's Uh, just... The implementation is jank and it, it's it's bad and i hate it but that's a separate thing like it's halo infinite has the same thing too you can't just run an exclusive full screen mode uh, but yeah. the implementation in starfield and the way that the presets interact with it is really really bad because people have the same hardware they're going to set it at the same thing in game and then depending on what monitor they have them and their friend might have very very different gameplay experiences that's bad not being able to just set an exact pixel count that you are rendering at and then an exact target pixel count that you're trying to upscale to means that you just have no idea what's going on inside the black box of this engine just just wild man um Definitely some fun bugs. I really like
2: the one where dead guys stand like this. Oh yeah, it holsters their weapon, so they actually there oh, is nothing here. Job. So that no, 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 their their hands are up. Oh yeah, right. Okay. But their weapon just goes in their holster and they stand there, but and they're lootable, but they just keep doing this. So you're you're looking around and you keep getting jump scared by this thing, <laughs> by this thing. I waste a ton of ammo on them because <laughs> every time I'll come around the corner, I'm like ah, and I shoot. And I'm like ah, oh, crap.
0: He's, he's, yeah but I mean that done. might be a you thing You couldn't even recognize friendlies from enemies Oh in that. my
2: goodness I was roasting him for that and then I did it
0: too <laughs> <laughs> It's a very gray brown I
2: have an excuse my eyes are bad
0: <laughs> I mean I know this is true Yeah
2: Yeah. Um, I mean yeah. I guess so He was roasting the game for being very like shades of gray and brown uh, But we were on a moon So it's like I don't know yeah, I've been on colorful planets. There are also, uh, and again, this isn't defending Bethesda, uh, but there's there's reshade mods already out. Zero There's like point. a multiple of them.
0: Zero Point point Float Plane says I had the opposite. Some miner was lying dead on the floor, but had his eyes open and was talking.
1: <laughs> I think that's worse. Yeah, that that's a lot worse. worse. Be, oh boy. Be. I mean, okay. zombies are
0: normalized enough in games that it's like, I don't mind the living dead, but the dead living. <laughs> Space zombies are worse. That's uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Are we talking about Star Citizen? No. No, no, we're not. No, but I, in a weird way, this made me appreciate Star Citizen a little bit more. Really,
0: uh, that is for a game that you just spent probably a solid, I don't know, seventy-five percent of the pre-show and like half of this show being positive about. That is a really mean oh, thing no, to say. see, we
2: haven't we <laughs> haven't had the opportunities. I have a lot of negative things I can say about Starfield. Um, I, I've talked to you, but I hate the crouching. And you pointed out that like maybe it's a little more realistic. I don't care. Yeah, it feels like junk. Okay,
0: uh, it feels I, I, very bad to me. It, yeah, it's not very like quaky. You know, like it's not like press control, and they're just like, I am faster than gravity. You know, like it's it's not it's not like that. Like it's uh, it's like press. You know, like it takes them. A I, I, I split second but to like, get down, but I. Here's here's my. Tarkov. Here's How is this issue. a problem for you? It I takes actually, like
2: eight minutes to get to prone. <laughs> it actually <laughs> feels more responsive in Tarkov. One of the things hmm, in Tarkov that I would say is it initiates faster. And one of my big problems is if I'm in a firefight and I'm like mm-hmm. I'm getting shot at, I need to be behind this physical cover. My character's like, I'll get to it. Like, no, dude. <laughs> get down. And there's maybe some argument for like crouching when you're when you're actively moving taking longer, and I think Tarkov does do that now that they have the momentum system in place. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it just it feels really really clunky and
0: I don't I don't like it. I 100% think this is just a modern gaming thing
2: and you're going to have to deal with it. Here's something that isn't a modern gaming thing is the Fair. sheer volume of loading screens. And the places that the loading screens even happen in like there was there was a the 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 firearm store like I mentioned earlier. It's a very very small shop with one shopkeeper. You have to loading screen in and a loading screen out. It loads yeah. this enormous city around it. Just let me open the door. Don't put a loading screen. What are we doing? Yeah, I mean, why do you have to loading screen into your ship? The inside of the ship is tiny. Remember when we all
0: watched that PlayStation 5 Uh, showcase where they where they talked about you know new generation you're streaming data off of high-speed ssds and, and all that stuff i know that that's a sony thing and architecturally they are probably ahead of what microsoft is doing on the xbox right now but the sheer speed of the ssds is different but not so different that i would imagine that what you're talking about should be a problem as you get close to something, I don't I don't actually understand why it couldn't start to Yeah. Start to grab those assets.
2: And some people are backing me up. Night pause in flip chat said crouch and flashlight. I noticed this too. Both make me feel like your character has severe arthritis. There's already mods that reduce the input latency when you go to carry objects in game. So if you go to, like, I'm picking this up and I want to move it and put it somewhere else, there are already mods that reduce the input latency on that because it's, like, super high for, like, no real reason. Hmm. There's a bunch of weird, sluggish controls where you go to do something, you press the button, there's a noticeable amount of time that goes by for, like, no reason, and then it starts to happen. And it's just like, I've just... Uh, it doesn't make it more immersive for me it doesn't make it better i hate it i wonder if part of I'm excited it excited for mods to solve that i wonder if part of it is
0: that people are generally used to running games at really high frame rates and starfield does not like both of the recommended systems they were clearly with the with <sighs> the recommended settings on these recommended configs clearly targeting 30 frames per second like like 28 To 26 to 28 1% lows, 30 to 33 average kind of thing. And I do wonder if a lot of PC gamers in particular are playing this 30 FPS game and kind of going, man, it feels like there's an extra like 17 milliseconds on top of everything I'm trying to do. Now that doesn't explain your issue with the crouch or the flashlight. It's not everything. And, and I think that that's probably part of it, but I do wonder if these things are compounding a little bit and Maybe. making it feel more worser than it actually is. Potentially. Uh, because I, I, we talked about this a little bit when we were, when we were at the shoot. It's not, it's not part of the video, but um, we were talking about how this year, it feels like there's been huge game after huge games. Oh, it's been amazing. And it's just like kind of happening. And we, we had some different theories. I think one of the theories was um, I said COVID, COVID games. COVID
2: era games, yeah.
0: Um, and then one of the other theories was, you know, maybe this is just what the development cycle looks like with for a new, a new console. generation console now. Like, I think that's a good one. I think people have talked a lot about how the Xbox has lost this generation. Um, the PlayStation 5, it ran away with it, whatever else. But what I kind of wonder if is if forget about the hardware on the software side, Sony just did a way way better job of filling up the queue with games that were, if not next gen, at least post last gen enough that they could make the PlayStation Five hard give the PlayStation Five hardware um, enough of a library of 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 next-gen content that it just seems like the obvious winner today but if it's not maybe not over
2: What well, something that i would argue is i don't think it's it's is the flood I, coming for the xbox <laughs> i don't intend i don't know about that i i <laughs> i think my my argument is more that i i actually now that i think about it more i don't think it's a console generation thing because right. what i'm noticing is game quality and like a, a game that i'm going to games that i'm going to include personally for this like hey games have been amazing lately are like dave the diver and sea of stars which have nothing to do with that's true fantastic next-gen hardware yep um i i i also think like the reasons why i just adore Baldur's gate 3 which is just a stunningly amazing game have nothing to do with the the like Like, graphically, I think it's very similar to Divinity Original Sin 2, which is the previous game that Mm -hmm. they made. I think it's the same engine. I think it's a lot of the same stuff. I don't think that's because of console generation. Um, Starfield, for how hard it is to run, not a particularly amazing looking game. Um, Let me clarify my console generation point, though.
0: Okay. Because I don't necessarily mean that those games... It's kind of like what I was saying with the PlayStation thing. I don't necessarily mean that those games are taking full advantage of this console generation. Mm. What I'm saying is that what I suspect is that the development cycle for these games couldn't start until the development kits hit for this generation of consoles. And we're at the point now where... What was the budget for Starfield? I think I saw people throwing around the $600 million number. (laughs) Like earlier in the chat that is that is the only citation I have for that, but I guarantee you it was many many millions of dollars
2: final estimate uh, Based on some forum post on neo is 400 million.
0: Okay, and and yeah, so, so the point is many many millions of dollars and you were talking about how even playing the game there are moments where you can clearly see that They worked on this asset like three years ago. It
2: it really feels like that. In in my experience, I've seen like the, the fidelity and quality of different assets are surprisingly different across the board. So
0: that's going to be a number of things. That's going to be you're going to have very different teams working on things and they could be working on them at very, very different times. And so we know, okay, yeah, they've obviously been working on this game since around the time the Xbox Series X would have been beginning its life cycle. And so I do wonder if it's just that the games that are getting the time, whether that goes into more graphical fidelity or whether it goes into, you know, uh, so I'm I'm not going to say something like a Dave the Diver probably has anything to do with this with this sort of this, sure. this cycle here, but I do think that it's probably you know what it's probably a combination of a lot of factors. It's probably partly the generational cycle. It's probably partly just the like you know, COVID returned to productivity boom, you know, projects kind of got stalled for a little bit and, and maybe we're seeing like, uh, and you know, maybe it was even just, you know, Oh, everything got kind of disrupted and we had some kind of cool ideas. Oh, I'm not talking even. about it being
2: disrupted. I, oh. I, I mean, like, uh, like there's, there's certain, especially online continuous service games. Uh, we saw quality increases from COVID era. Mm. Um, like, like in, in, during covid era right because they, these are games that have to roll out constant content like constantly um I, I think some of the work from home stuff that happened in the gaming industry was like super beneficial i'm sure it was also super negative for certain companies that like didn't manage it well or whatever i'm not i'm not saying across the board it's good to be very clear yeah there's a. but there are some examples where it's worked really well
0: if you are 100 percent for work from home or you are 100 percent against work from home you're wrong. I think there's flaws with those. Yeah, yeah, there's it's the world is almost never black and white. Um, and it's uh, it can be it can be
2: really, really good. And it can also be really, really bad. Here's here's another I'm jumping off this topic. Here's another criticism that I would have for Starfield. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite things about EVE Online. When, when did EVE Online come out? Did EVE Online come out? It's May 6, 2003. A space game made in May 6, 2003, in my strong opinion, has drastically better travel mechanics than Starfield. When you but jump... They've
0: been working on that game since two thousand.
2: No! When it launched! Okay, alright. Because it hasn't changed. When you jump, if you're jumping to a gate in EVE, your, your ship aligns. Um, this part isn't that important, but it aligns. It points at the things it needs to jump to. And then it like kind of starts jumping and then depending on how far away the thing is, you have to sit and warp and you actually physically move to, from location to location, right? In Starfield, it's just an animation and then you're done. That doesn't translate a sense of distance or effort or time or anything like that. And I understand there's different explanations. Yeah. In, in, uh, in EVE, you're going up to an extremely high speed. And then traveling the whole way. In this one, they maybe I, I haven't read all the lore yet. Maybe they're doing like, a, oh, we're folding space or something
1: like that. So there is no actual time aspect. Also in EVE, uh, when you're in that warp, you can actually get pulled out of it midway through. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. Some there of the more be... advanced stuff, you want to be going to uh, special midway points through a solar system instead of gate to gate. Because people hide in that traditional warp highway and they can pull you out right in the middle. Yeah, they can put a bubble that disrupts warp along the way. Exactly. Uh,
2: but again, this mechanic might work differently. It might be folding space or whatever. Uh, but if it does that, I feel like they should translate it in in a different way. It, just making it an animation, a loading screen, effectively, Yeah. Uh, feels... It's immersion-breaking. Yes. By the way, I think Floatplane Chat
0: is trying to interpret things that we say as uncharitably as possible now. Oh, boy. COVID was the best thing to happen to gaming ever what? Luke left friend, in a, 2023 twenty twenty three oh nine oh one. No,
2: no. There's some games where I think it benefited the game. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm, there it is, there it is, you guys, you heard it again. I just, there, that's all I'm saying is there's some games I think it benefited the game. I also have a weird theory that it has to do with like if the if the development studio for this game was in a city where people have to commute. Luke twenty twenty three, the blood sacrifice was worth extremely it, long. so that I could
0: get better games. <laughs>
2: Oh, God. No, I'm not saying that. Uh, if people had to commute for very, very long periods of time to get into like a very densely populated city yes. to get to their office, so now they're not burning three hours a day, yeah. four hours a day. I know someone who worked at a game development studio that had to commute over an hour to get in and out both directions, so they're commuting for more than two hours a day. Um, if you take that out of their day, they might have more creative energy. Can we talk
0: about how... I, this is just something that I've never understood. You, I know you and I. I think you and I have probably talked about this at the at the earliest point, like as much as probably like thirteen, fourteen years ago. Uh, I think I was ranting about hockey games, and I was trying to
2: figure out. We've had we've had rant conversations about hockey games for sure.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we're Canadian, so basically it, it's a given, right? Um, I was trying to figure out why they keep trying to pack stadiums and like major venues into downtown vancouver which if you look at a map the downtown area of vancouver is (sighs) almost an island it's not an island it's more of like a peninsula but it's this tiny tiny little space with very few points of ingress and so anytime there's any kind of event i'm glad taylor swift isn't coming oh boy now I've
1: gotten myself into real trouble COVID was good for gaming I hate Taylor Swift
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> And we're done, see you later
1: Good night everyone Oh
0: boy <laughs> uh, um, Because every time A major event takes place In Vancouver, it's impossible To get in or out for a solid Like six hours And, um, and So I remember talking to you, I was like Why are we doing this? Why don't we just put the put the arena in a suburb where they can just have a giant parking lot where it doesn't cost $40 to park or whatever else? And it and it, like it doesn't matter. And it also happens to be just as long of a of a trans like it's just as connected to transit as the downtown core, but we keep doing this. And I remember when we first started LMG, I got some advice from someone whose advice I respect a lot in general, but in this case, I think they were just completely wrong, where they basically said, yeah, you know, if you're going to be taken seriously, you need to have an office downtown, like a <laughs> studio downtown. I'm like, why? Yeah. That doesn't yeah, make really. any sense. We upload videos to the internet. I could have a studio in a barn, and as long as it was decorated kind of nicely, you guys might even like it better. Look at the way people talk about missing the kitchen.
2: Is not Mr. Beast stuff like w- far away from downtown centers? Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. No one judges that, mind I you. Don't think there are challenges. I'm like, sure. there's a lot of people who just simply do not want to live outside of a city, and but it, there's also people that don't want to live in a city. So like, I don't know. yeah. So it's it's always going to be a it's always going to be a blade that cuts both ways, right? Like it's, I'd prefer to not live in a city, personally. Well, yeah, but you are.
2: Um, How do I put this? Um, Pragmatic to a fault? (laughs) (laughs) If it costs the same, I don't think I'd want to live in a city. I'll I'll word it that way.
0: Uh, It doesn't cost the same. It costs more to live in the city.
2: No, but what I'm saying is like... Come on. (laughs) He's just trying to bother me. It's basically
0: all I've done since the pre-show started. It's (laughs) It's been kind of... It's been kind of a long week. I was supposed to be off. The, I was actually supposed to be off last week too, but yeah. I was supposed to be I was supposed to be off this week, and I managed to get one point two five days off. Um, and the days that I did work, which was most of them, were incredibly intense. We've got a lot of new stuff going on. We've got a lot of uh, we've got a lot of pressure from the community, rightly, to make sure that you know everything is everything's polished, everything's you know awesome. Um, and so there's just been. There's been a lot, there's been a lot going on, and it's been an incredibly challenging day. <laughs> so I'm bothering Luke.
2: So, uh, uh, Natano in Floatplane <laughs> Chat said, uh, You also assume you'll have good transit, having everyone heading in the same way when an event ends is just as bad. Hold on, hold on. But, Hit, but, hold but on. I have such a good ah, answer to this. Did it? His point about Vancouver is that everyone has to head in the same way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If it's out in the suburbs, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's more mm-hmm. centralized and there's multiple directions people could head in.
0: I Yeah. Sorry.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, that's it's the entire of, point. Instead of the arc of possible directions yeah. being like this V between my fingers, it's a whole circle. Yeah. And
0: I, you know what I honestly think it is? I think a big part of it is that, and I'm, I'm going to be generalizing right now based on my own anecdotal experiences, so don't take it personally, uh, but... It tends to, my, my experience is that suburb people Duh. tend to be a lot more willing to travel for things than city people uh, because they're just kind of used to it. It's kind of like the same way that um, mm. Canadians, uh, Canadians are more accustomed to shopping in, in US dollars than Americans are to trying to convert their currency to anything. Yeah. Like you have conversations with Americans and you're like, yeah, well, you know, why don't we just travel there? And they're like, I don't have a passport. And you're like, why don't you have a passport? Like Everywhere pretty mu- travel is here. Pretty much. Yeah. Every Canadian I know has a passport. It's a given. Whereas in America, it seems like it's kind of normal to just not have a passport. What would I need a
2: passport for? Yeah. But and, also every Canadian, you know, is within like half an hour of the border. That's true. That's true. If you look at the percentage of the Canadian population that lives within, I think it's two hours of the border or something, it's like 90%. Yeah, this is true. Uh, but like, so, so it's, all, it's all kind of what's normal to
0: you, right? So I, I tend to find that suburb people are willing to cross bridges and cross boundaries, and city people have a much lower willingness. Like, their lifestyle just isn't, doesn't account for that. Um, see, I grew up where... Man, I think part was, of it's
2: uh, city taxes funding.
0: I I think it was about an 18-minute drive to the nearest, like, place where you could get a jug of milk. Um, (laughs) So for me, it's like, yeah, I have to drive half an hour to somewhere. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah, and? Pretty normal. Whereas, um, like, okay, for the badminton center, for example, like, a lot of my badminton buddies are, like, Richmond, Vancouver dwellers. And I was like, yeah, well, it's it's about 30, you know, 33 minutes or something for you. And they're like,
3: yeah, I don't know.
2: Okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I I get it. I I get it. I so I, I think part of it is taxes funding. Uh I I read up a while ago on on stadiums and how a lot of them like don't even really make money. Um, yeah. And a lot of it's just like Oh man, if
0: you want to go by the cities, if you want to go down like a painful painful like corruption back alley deal rabbit hole, just look into any publicly subsidized stadium deal. Yeah. It hurts. Yeah. Uh, man, the the uh, the chats are like I don't I don't remember the last time I saw them this active about something that is basically not even what we're talking about anymore. We're talking about passports. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah, like, like, yeah. I I don't. I have no passport, gang. Like, what? Why do you have a passport? It's one of those things that just seems to split people right down the middle. Everyone I know is super opinionated about it the people that i know that have a passport are like how on earth do you not how could you possibly function without a passport for me it's your secondary id if you ever lose your wallet it enables you to travel internationally if you really you know flipping needed to whatever and then everyone that i have ever encountered who doesn't have a passport is like yeah and
2: what do you mean what would i need one of those for yeah
0: I'm just like there, there doesn't appear to be a lot of middle the ground. Fir- the
2: first person I ran into that was like that. I actually like sat down and was like, Hey, I need to have a conversation with you to just like understand. Cause it seemed so foreign to me. Um, but I think like if you, if you live, you know, not t- I've, I've lived within 30 minutes or less from a border my entire life. If that's not your situation, yeah. it's probably going to be different. Yeah, 100%. What if you're in your 30s and you've literally never had a reason to have one? Why would you keep paying to renew it? I mean, sure. sure. I don't know. Yeah. I, I use passports to get on domestic flights even because it just feels weird not using them. Yeah, it's like... But that's, you don't have to. You travel. Yeah. You get your passport. Yeah, exactly. Like a... What do you mean? I remember <laughs> some someone was with me. We were going to Toronto for work. And they didn't bring their passport, and I was like worried they we weren't gonna let them on the plane. And they're like, no, it's a domestic flight, we're not changing countries. And I'm like, but it's a- we're gonna go a plane! Like, it's just- it's routine. Like, when we're driving to the airport, it's like, passport checks!
0: Yeah. And everyone, like, makes yeah. sure they have their passport.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, you have to have it when you go to the airport, right? Come on. Anyways, uh, yeah, gaming has been insane lately. I, I, I could... Oh man, they're, they're not stopping! They're just like... <laughs> Gaming oh. has been wild lately. I, uh, I I have more criticisms for Starfield. I also believe that 90 plus percent of the issues that I've had are solvable by modding. Therefore, it being a Bethesda game means they will almost certainly be solved by modding, which is great. Um, and I feel like I'm getting to the point in Bethesda games now where I'm running into um, factions and side quest situations that are getting very interesting. So I'm I'm satisfied with the game thus far. Moving on, though. Games this year have been wild, and I think it took Baldur's Gate 3 coming out uh, for me to fully accept that we are in a fantastic era of gaming. Like, genuinely. Baldur's Gate 3 is amazing. Starfield looks... It's definitely interesting. We'll leave it there. Um... Sea of Stars is one of the highest rated games I've seen in a long time. I'm super excited to play, but
0: I'm not going to play until I finish Chained Echoes, which I'm very close. I'm on the final dungeon, so I'm like ready to I'm ready
2: to pick up Sea of Stars. He's digging Chained Echoes, which came out. Dave the Diver is super sick. Uh, I don't think it was a year ago, but it was last year. Elden Ring came out and just smashed. Completely yep. smashed. Tears of the Kingdom, absolutely fantastic. Did I mention Armored Core already? No. Armored Core. Incredibly great. Yeah, I think
0: you were you were saying earlier that you are at the first, you're at a point right now where for the first time in basically as long as you remember, you have a back cattle or back queue of games to play, all of which are from
2: like this year and all of which which are last twelve months. Amazing. I can't keep up, which is like frustrating because like I've been waiting for Starfield for I don't know six years or something, but Baldur's Gate came out. And it's an amazing game, and I have to like you, put it down to yeah, play you, Starfield. You, you haven't, if you work full
0: time and like have family obligations. You, you I think it's fair to say that there has not been enough time to yeah. completionist enjoy Baldur's Gate, and now move on to Starfield. No, like when did Baldur's when did Baldur, when did, did Baldur's Gate come like
2: out? A few weeks ago or something. Maybe a month. Things have been a little crazy, right? At, at least like harvest <laughs> core is short. Less than August third, and that's a big game, and that is an amazing game. Twenty nine days that deserves like replays and deserves uh, thorough playthroughs because like I I I I'm hoping to play again with it's them soon. Not even out on every platform yet. Yeah, like they're still they're still rolling out. They're still launching massive, um, not DLCs, just updates that are adding like content and fixes to the game. Like the the Larian Studios is a fantastic studio that is treating the game extremely well. Um, and it's a I don't know what to do. I don't have enough time. I can't play all this stuff. I, I'm I'm planning on like rotating them a little bit, but that just means I feel like I'm never going to finish. But um, I Baldur's Gate three deserves deserves the attention so I don't want to completely put it down either but like there's even like things with Baldur's Gate there's uh, and there's complaints about all these games right I'm not saying any of them are perfect um, like in Baldur's Gate Ploof brought up something that I think is a really good point um, where in tabletop RPGs like if you walk up to a scenario if, if you if you turn around a corner and there's the one who's uh, has a, a a beam from a house on top of them and they're like trying to get it off of them and you have to strength check to try to help them pick it up if this was a tabletop RPG, your strongest character would go do it. Mm. But in Baldur's Gate, it's whatever one got around the corner first, mm. and you can't switch. Mm. So if it's like your wizard, he's probably going to fail, <laughs> and like that's kind of unfortunate. But I don't even care. You the shall game's pass so away good now. <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm sorry. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll just spam healing spells on you. So you just stay in pain the whole time. Uh, no, it's 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 that's more of a cleric thing. Yeah. It is actually, I just uh, thought true. I'd point that out. He's right. That's not really a bizarre um, thing.
0: <laughs> magic missile but curing. bad. <laughs> magic C- missile The trying to miss Curing you. missile. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: thank you so much!
2: <laughs> <laughs> My ailment was healed, but now I have blunt force trauma. Um, yeah, I know. Baldur's Gate is incredible. Uh, all these games. There's more that I forgot to mention. Um... It's just been, it's a, it's been a wild ride, and I think, I think it's good to recognize when we're in these times. Because when you look back on it later, and you're like, man, games kind of suck right now. But remember that time? That was great. I should have appreciated it more. Like, no, I appreciate it now. These games are awesome. We're in a very, 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 very strong era of gaming, and it's great. All right, Dan, I think uh, we're ready for
0: whatever the next thing is here. Topic two, 20 minutes ago. Uh, that was topic two. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, that was 20 minutes of topic two. That's fine. Yeah, I suspect I you're pretty busy with merch messages yes. today.
1: Okay, then uh, what what are merch messages uh, Linus? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, right. I'm supposed to
2: explain
0: <laughs> merch messages. Uh, You know what? Just for fun, I have to get logged into the dashboard. Why doesn't Luke explain merch messages today?
2: Merch messages are our solution to the problems that we're having with Super Chat and, to be completely honest, at this point, we just like them more anyways. You can use merch messages by going to lttstore.com purchasing an item and then when you're in the cart, actually, so this is before you've purchased, you can select to enter uh, a statement or a question or just send some form of message to us on the show. Dan will then see that message. It might be answered by Dan down here. Um, if it's not a question or anything, it's very likely it'll just be shown on screen. Uh, or if it is a question that uh Dan particularly thinks that Linus or myself, I did that Your name's gesturing Luke. with my hands backwards, but it's all good. Um if he decides that we should answer it, then he will curate it for us to uh directly address, which is cool, and it costs nothing. You have to buy something off the store, but the merch message itself is a free add-on. Yeah, it's our solution
0: cool. to, we think it's kind of weird that people just throw money at screens. Yeah, you um, should get something, so now you get merch. I've been asked a lot of times why I don't disable Super Chats then, and my response is, people wanna use if people it. really want to throw money at the screen, go for it. Am I going
2: to stop them? We think this is no. better.
0: Yes, because at least this way, if we if we... Don't acknowledge your money-throwing or whatever else. Hey, you still get it's some high-quality merch. merchandise in the mail. And, of course, this week, you could be getting some um, new high-quality merchandise. That's right. It's finally launched. The Stubby Screwdriver. Have you yeah. seen this in person? You probably have. I have. have. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Let's do the Luke cam anyway. Don't worry, Dan. You don't have to get up. but Below. Luke is going to show off all the different varieties wow. of Stubby Screwdrivers we have. Actually, that's not all four. Ooh. So it's available in all black plastic. So that's the one you've got. There we go. All black plastic with the silver shaft. It's available in all black plastic with the black shaft, which may or may not last that long. Like wow. Like,
2: yeah. like that. You're doing great, Luke.
0: <laughs> uh, it's available in all uh, black plastic with the or, or, orange and black with the silver shaft and orange and black with the black shaft. Uh, the black shaft might not stick around forever because it does still have the same issues with the plating on the full-sized one, where it's not going to look like that forever. It's going to it's going to patina um, over time. Some people like it; they really like their worn black shafts, and they wanted it to be available with for the stubby so we kind of went okay sure but it's it's probably not going to stick around forever the
2: silver one is is much more it's a much more durable finish i saw a picture of someone who worked in like a mechanics shop or something of a, a mechanics shop of some sort uh and they had a, a very worn LTT screwdriver that was black shaft so it had that like used patina and then also like clearly used for some heavy applications so some amount of wear on the rest of it too and it actually looked pretty sick yeah. but if you're not into that type of thing i would not recommend it um hey do you want to, uh, bit storage? So
0: it has the the same pop-out bit storage as the full-size driver, but instead of 12 bits, it only takes one row of six bits. So you've got a Philips 0, a 1, and a 2. You've got a couple of different flatheads, and then you've got our classic magnetic bit, which works together with our super strong magnet in the shaft to hold on to basically anything you want. So you can, like, poke in and grab something if you really need. It has exactly the same. That's an aluminum water bottle, but good try. Oh, wait, no, is it? I actually don't remember what our water bottles are made of, but whatever, it's not going to stick to it. Uh, it uses the um, exact same uh, well-known ratchet mechanism. In fact, uh, Project Farm tested it and found that, yes, it has super low back force. That is a magnet, Luke. That's cheating. <laughs> oh, my goodness. L- d- don't oversell Do it. we, we have wanna... something metal? Um, me right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I don't know. Is this metal? Anyway, the point yeah. is, It's everything you like about the full-size driver, but stubbier. So we've got that on the store now. We also have... Oh, I guess I... Oh, I guess the short circuit for this hasn't (gasps) gone out yet. So I should probably explain why it's not that much cheaper. Uh, It's not that much cheaper because it costs almost the same amount. Yeah. Most of the cost is in the ratchet. In the ratchet, which is the same size and all that. It's exactly the same ratchet. So all we're saving, actually... um, Thanks for that, Luke. All we're saving... (laughs) Is this much plastic, six bits, and then this much raw metal material. Like the actual tooling time for the shaft is not that different. and then the shooting time for the plastic is identical because you just you shoot it into a machine, like it's the same. Um, so there, there's almost no savings on it, so it's, um, yeah, so it's basically not that much cheaper. Ah, but we have some other really cool stuff.
2: Have you seen all the solid color drivers yet no i actually haven't well i I see them right now but i haven't seen them like up close this is this is a lot is he gonna hand me these because this is a lot
0: these are so cool um so from the build your own screwdriver booth at ltx we wanted to make sure that we had enough of every piece in every color so that Nobody would walk away without the exact color that they wanted. But we were looking at it going, oh, well, gee, that's a lot of... That's uh, a lot of combinations. That's a lot of wasted um, plastic parts if we're not going to... If we don't sell them all, so what are we going to do? Just shred them? Well, that would be stupid and wasteful. So no, we're not going to do that. We are going to assemble them into solid color drivers. Oh so Luke can show off all the, all the different colors of drivers here. We've mm. got... Blue raspberry, pink pizzazz, red vibrancy. I'm just making these up as I go. Eggplant, (coughs) orange that doesn't really look orange on camera, but looks quite orange in person. Don't worry about that. (laughs) Green sizzle and electric yellow. Not bad. I I don't know. I'm doing. I'm doing my best over here. Not too bad. I think they're all. I think they're just called red pink purple orange yeah, we're really creative Probably. about our naming um, sometimes you are yeah sometimes often not though um and then the last thing that is available this one is especially limited time oh is this is this drop down new
2: yeah oh super yeah cool. the the facelift hit the uh hit the store so there's uh okay. there's other changes other than that but the, the there's a hover menu uh at the top now which i i think personally adds a ton of usability to the site um and it works in dark and light Um, mode can you still get these Hmm. anyway i'm Uh, not certain um uh, there's also the sizing chart if you check out one of the say shirts um the sizing chart is new and significantly better um there's also lots of other small changes but those are i think the the main ones And where do I see that? I think it's in product description. Oh, size guide. Sorry. Right under the, right over quantity, above quantity. Oh, wow.
0: Okay. Hey. Oh, super cool. So it
2: pops up like a modal type thing, uh, which is a little bit more clear um, and also doesn't break the formatting of the site, (laughs) which is good.
0: Okay. Uh, Yeah. The last thing I wanted to talk about was mystery color screwdriver. This is, as you can imagine, if people were building, you know, whatever drivers they wanted at LTX, and then we took the leftovers and we made them into solid-color drivers, we can't control what people are going to use, and we can't control how many are going to be left, so we probably ended up with a bit of a poop mix of (laughs) random pieces that didn't really match anything. So, rather than waste those, we decided to go through the very manual process of assembling them into mystery drivers (laughs) these will come in any rando combination um they actually do cost more than a regular driver because of how manual the process of creating these is at our 3pl they just could do cost us more but hey at least they come with this pin (gasps) look a pin they love pins it comes with a pin it does See, I, I've, I, I, have in the past. I've always been like skeptical about about pins. Um, that that's the context for what I'm doing right now. But Luke assures me that people are are super people into love pins. the pins. I don't and
2: so particularly care much, but some people are really uh, into the pins.
0: Dan, can you move us so that I can um, so I can see this picture. Move <laughs> us. I think the people need to see the pin. This is the pin next to the logo on an LTT backpack. Look, it's a
2: pin. That wasn't. You just deleted us. Oh, did he? Oh, oh, oh
1: we're back. Uh, oh, yeah. Th- th- we wha- can delete him
0: too. Whoa. We can watch this. Boom,
2: deleted. <laughs> Poor Dan. All right. Um, he's gonna make a Starfield character that looks like you, and then he's gonna jump off a planet.
0: Oh, okay. There's one last thing to talk about for the uh <laughs> this is dark. Oh. How do you jump
1: off a planet? <laughs> I don't think it's possible. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> jumping off of. There. <laughs> There's
0: two more things for the store, but there're more there're less things for us to announce to you and more things for you guys to tell us. We are working on a pet bed. It's going to be kind mm. of cat or small dog sized. It's about the size of like a a 19 to 21 inch CRT monitor. And it's got an opening in the front where the glass would be, and so the pet can crawl into it and hang out in a little like. And it looks, uh, it it looks super cool. It's like beige, like a like a CRT. Um, and what we wanted to know was for the pillow inside, would you guys prefer something that's more like a like a fuzzy finish, kind of like our CPU pillows, or do you guys want like the um, the more like shiny? Um, The more shiny finish. So the pros and cons both ways. This is uh, a little bit, is going to gather hair more, but it's going to be more comfortable and and, and soft. Whereas the other one is going to be easier to brush hair off of, but it's maybe going to be a little bit less comfortable. So uh, I'm going to run a poll for that now, unless Luke is already working on the poll. I see him typing things.
2: No, I'm typing other stuff. What do you want the poll to be? Luke's doing completely unrelated typing things. uh, What do you want the poll to be?
0: Um, Soft material so for the um for the pet bed for the pillow inside soft material or soft material like the cpu pillow or or, yeah or the more slick sleek like um like silky
2: smooth material so easier to wash or softer basically um like the the silky material the the benefit is easier to wash right exactly
0: less likely to gather gather as much hair and the benefit of the soft material is just it's soft it's softer cool yeah Yeah. no matter what we're going to make sure that the cover is removable so that it can be machine washed uh we're just we're just getting your guys feedback on like what kind of material what direction to go and then the other bit that we wanted to talk to you guys about is if you're someone who wears 4xl 5xl 4xl 5xl or 6xl Uh, We are looking for alpha-slash-beta testers for our extended sizing, both locally in the Lower Mainland and in other regions. So we've got a place where you guys can sign up if you're interested. It's a topic on the forum, and I'm just going to um, show it to you guys. Uh, Men's Extended Sizing Fittings by LMG Community, if you guys want to go find this, it's... um under LTT Official, LTTstore.com, Merch, and you can go seek it out. So we could get you guys some of the early samples that we have. You can give us feedback. We want these things to work for you. Uh, Something to note is that we aren't working on the tall sizes yet. So this is not a 4XLT or a 5XLT. Um, That we're hoping will come later. We want to do the standard height, um, uh, bigger XL sizes first. Um, So we actually, yeah, we're asking for heights between five, nine, and six foot. So I am personally excluded. I am too short. We want Stormtrooper height people.
2: Between five, (laughs) nine, and six foot? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, Luke. Neither of us are allowed. Get wrecked. We're both bad. Uh, It looks like around 70, so far at least, 70-ish percent of people want soft material and 30-ish percent want slick material. Someone did bring up a pretty interesting point, though, where if you pick the soft material one um, and then... Or if you pick the slick material one and then put a blanket over it?
0: Yeah, I can tell you now the shape of the inside is going to be a little bit irregular. So the wrapping the blanket around oh. the bottom might be a little bit funky because it's kind of a T-shaped pillow oh. because of the shape of the CRT. So the pillow sits in the bottom and the front of the CRT is like, a, like wide and then the back narrows like a monitor. Right? Okay. So it's a so it's a
2: T-shaped is this bottom. A, is this a dog bed or like a dog cave? It's a cave. Because those exist. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. It's a, and it's it's more cat-sized,
2: just to be that very clear. Was that communicated? Because that might change
0: the answer. Oh, I don't know. It's, I mean, I said it's in the shape of a CRT, and you go in through the screen. Oh, okay.
2: I wasn't. I was paying attention. Yeah.
0: Clearly things.
1: not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two merch messages. Yeah. Oh All yeah. Right. Sure. Hit us, Dan. Let's see. What do we got? What do we got? Uh, what's the return rate of those screwdrivers? Is the normal screwdriver allowed to be brought on a commercial flight? Uh, no, you have to
0: check bag it. I think I haven't checked with the team lately, but I believe our overall return rate is somewhere in the neighborhood of one percent, maybe like one percent and change. That's pretty good. That's a, that's about what you would target for a, a, a successful like product tool that is project. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, it's very good though. That yeah, seems pretty good. Yeah, we're really happy. Yeah, uh, and yeah, you... don't, don't take it in the cabin of a, or don't try to take it in the cabin of a plane. It'll, it'll get confiscated by security. Yeah, you uh, can take the stubby on a flight. Even then, though, I just wouldn't
0: recommend it. I would it. check bag it. Just
2: check your tools. If they don't like yep. it, they're, they're going to try to take it from you. Yep.
0: Just think of your screwdriver as your privilege. And check it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where i was going with that.
1: <laughs> Next up for Linus. Yeah. Uh, question for Linus: What has been the most interesting thing you've learned from working with the engineers in the lab? Um, sorry, I uh,
0: I I tuned up for a second. Someone was upset that the screwdriver pin only comes with the mystery and the solid color screwdriver. It doesn't come with it. It's like ten bucks. Yeah. So it's like it's it's a value add, but it's. I mean, they cost more. We're just it costs us more to make the things more than like the cost of a pin we're just trying to make it so that it's like overall a, a good value package we're, 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 we're trying to do a good thing <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry the pin didn't come with your thing okay
1: sorry dan that's okay uh what has been the most interesting thing you have learned from working with the enge- engineers in the lab oh
0: I mean that's uh that's a, it's less like the things that I have learned and more the process of working with them has been really enjoyable, like we have uh, we have a co-op student right now who you guys are going to meet for the first time uh, sometime either this weekend or early next week. We got our hands on a Soviet era mouse that's almost as old as me. It's, uh, I think it was manufactured in like ninety one or oh. something like that, ninety one or ninety two. So it's. Uh yeah, not quite your age I guess, but darn close. And uh you know when we first got it we thought, "Oh cool, it's serial." So we'll just plug it into any computer with a serial. Okay. Oh, was it a unknown? Looked like serial. Interesting. Um, but it was kind of like uh it, it was as similar to serial as my um my former Soviet stepdad's um thing that he would call breakfast cereal was to the kind of cereal that I like to eat. He would just take a, a loaf of bread and he would rip it into chunks and he would put it into a cup, not a bowl, a cup for some reason. He would pour milk over it and then he would just like eat it with his hands. And, I was, and he was like, yeah, it's Russian cereal. I'm like...
2: That sounds so much worse than just consuming both of those things individually yeah i i never really um like wow that sounds so much worse yeah i, I have done the like i just take a piece of bread because i have nothing else to eat and just mash it into a ball and then eat that because i find the texture more interesting like i i've been there but yeah i would eat that and then drink the milk not do it at the same time i don't know man but all right.
0: Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, I'm sorry. I really I really can't clarify this for you any more than I already have because no amount of explanation from him has ever made it make sense to me. Uh, the point is that it was not serial, just like his serial is not serial. Um, so working with... Um, you know what? I'm just going to let you guys meet him because, uh, yeah, he's, he's going to be in that video. So working oh. with him on it, uh, he managed to get it to first go from absolutely nothing to it moves but we can only move in one direction along one axis at a time or No nope, at all. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh no, well first we got to click. Then we got to moving along one axis. We learned all kinds of cool so stuff. So you're saying it's powered along one axis. Stop it. That was post Soviet, anyway. It was funny though. Uh, Don't you start. Our pre pre Soviet. Oh wait, hold on a second. Yeah, no, that was. Yeah, no, the so. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I've got my. Uh, okay, all right, all right. Okay, sorry, 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 sorry. I was I was thinking '90s. Axis powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, yeah, the so. Yeah. yeah, the Soviets were an Axis power. I guess. Well, hold on. Were they? I think you, I'm pretty you sure. The, you got the Germans, the Italians. Okay, hold on. Who was the Who was the Axis? Axis powers? No, no. The Soviets weren't Axis. They, were they were allied. At the beginning. I
2: thought they were at the beginning.
0: Five other, five other did they start joined. there and then
2: they flipped? Hungary,
0: Romania, Bulgaria. Okay, hold on. People are no, they were not Axis. Okay, so I don't even feel. What about at the
2: very beginning? I don't know. Were they just neutral or not involved or something? Are you talking World War One or two? Two. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think that. I thought they were at the very or the, uh, I think Italy. No, maybe. They, I'm not thinking Italy, I probably just don't understand the it. The point is, I didn't get the joke and I don't feel bad. Yeah, sounds good. Boom, got him.
0: Uh, I didn't get the joke for a completely different reason, though. Because okay, I yeah, got- yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, so, so say The USSR de facto allied with Germany for the invasion of Poland, but then later on it was flipped. So this is, I I don't know if that was part of the, I might be getting some stuff wrong, but I'm not like, yeah, Anyways. It's fine. Okay, uh, moving on. <laughs> the point is, it was really fun
0: working with the labs on the project as they, you know, dug through random Russian forums with Google Translate and managed to get the, you know, spoiler, managed to get the mouse working enough that I was able to play a modern FPS game with it.
2: So someone who chat chatted,
1: stop stalling the show. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to... There you go, you-you get your own. Good job. (laughs) Linus is angry.
0: (laughs) I'm just gonna let him burn himself out over here.
2: It's okay, we're good. (laughs) We can move on. (laughs) All right let okay. me do another topic here? <laughs> wait did we do two two merch messages we did yes okay I fix
0: it bringing oh. the fight for right to repair to McDonald's
2: yeah, yeah I, I think fix this is it. hilarious and cool this and is good.
0: so cool. they bought and tore down a McDonald's ice cream machine in order to determine the cause of their well-known unreliability. In terms of hardware, as you'd probably expect for an industrial piece of equipment that has like a tiny crappy little display on it and otherwise does basically nothing other than squirt out cold stuff, uh, the guts of the machine are pretty basic. They consist of a compressor, a motor, and circuit boards. However, the machines are prone to overheating and around 10% of McDonald's ice cream machines are broken at any given time. Which is... Remarkable and another incredible rabbit hole that I would strongly recommend. It's very interesting. The issue appears to be mostly software based. The machine's once daily repasteurization cycle takes around four hours to complete, but it is easily disrupted and often needs to be manually reset. The machine will frequently throw out confusing error codes, which have to be interpreted using an obtusely written manual. According to a long standing contract, All McDonald's ice cream machines are built and must be repaired by Taylor, the company that makes them. Taylor is typically slow to respond to requests, and 25% of Taylor's profits come from the service technicians that are called out to fix these machines. And get this, they cost $315 every 15 minutes. So what does that work out to? $1,260 an hour. Wow. I need a raise. No kidding. Well, yeah, let's go. you're going to have to go to the ice cream machine ice cream repair, repair industry. industry yeah. uh, I got yeah, some bad I chose news the for wrong career. I got some bad news for you. What? The technicians aren't the ones making that money. Duh! Got em. Duh. At one point, a startup called Kitch developed a device that automatically interprets the machine's error codes, allowing franchise owners to conduct their own basic repairs. However, this is great... McDonald's head office pressured franchisees to stop using it.
2: Really Like it's just getting
0: paid off. Pockets lined. So now what that means iFixit is petitioning the copyright office for an exemption that allows third party repair workers to fix industrial and commercial equipment. However, in order to bypass Taylor's digital locks, they are also requesting that Congress address flaws in the DMCA that protects this kind of behavior. Let's go. Let's go iFixit. The Love fact it. that I mean, you know what? There are certain industries where I think you can at least make an argument. If we're talking about a machine that keeps your heart beating, right. I think that if a manufacturer were to say, look, we should really be the only ones to service this thing, there's at least an argument to be made, even if the medical industry is extremely predatory and all the same things we're looking at here are happening, except in those cases, it's life and death, so it's it reaches a whole new level of amorality. I'm not arguing any of that. I'd like to make that actually clear so that this you know doesn't end up being
2: misinterpreted yeah it's disgusting but at least there's an argument to be made and maybe maybe uh i think some arguments could be made there too where like building a code interpreter might be okay in that scenario and then certain levels of repairs to certain things might be okay but there's like certain levels of repairs that should really be done by fully certified technicians etc etc i don't know
0: Um, but an ice cream machine, this is not life or death for the most part. I mean, anything consumable probably is, but as anyone who's ever worked in a commercial kitchen will tell you, you know, the, 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 the repasteurization cycle on the ice cream machine is probably the least of
2: your concerns. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah. I I think have all three of us worked in food service at some point, really? I went
0: straight into lifeguarding. That was my first job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad I did from everything that I've heard. But if you guys want to tell some stories, I
2: always find these to be highly amusing. I would be careful of ordering taco pizzas from shops that you don't think taco pizzas get ordered from often. And why would that be? Because the sour cream sure might not be that new. Mm. I mean, it's supposed to be sour. mm <laughs> Real sour. <laughs> that would be my main thing, is like, consider, consider to a certain degree how often the place you're ordering from is going through the ingredient that you're ordering. Get this, first response in chat is, what the f*** is
0: a taco pizza? So that should give you some idea how often these are getting ordered, the, But this, which is, is
2: a big part of Luke's problem with yeah, them. Yeah, they exist, and it's like the only thing that gets sour cream in the whole shop, um... So just think about it. If, if that pizza place is, like, famous for their taco pizza, maybe it's fine. Sure. But if you're like, wait, what the heck? Tots, taco pizza exists. Uh, just consider it. That's all I would say. They might be completely fine. They might be totally above board. They might use the sour cream and other things. They might be very diligent about making sure that they're replacing expired sour cream. Um, but I guarantee you they're not all that way. So just yeah. That's it. what's yours? We need a, we need a story.
1: Oh,
0: Oh, that's uh, pretty nice. That sounds like a lot of work. It was a lot
2: of cool and that <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, we, they can't hear you. Oh, I thought you did that too. Whoops! Uh, I used to work in fine dining. Okay, well, uh, you guys get the story now. We'll just um, yeah, just do it again. Uh, do it God, again. Uh, yeah. uh, I used to work in fine dining. Uh, it was a little bit different. I don't know if I have any bad stories, but uh, yeah, everything was clean top to bottom, bottom every single day. Uh, all the ingredients were fresh every day, and was pretty much only what we could get that day uh leftovers like our veal stock and things like that would be made from leftovers from the previous day's service and then boiled overnight and then skimmed and basically continued into the rest of stuff fresh bread every single day all that sort of thing i don't know desserts so what's
0: this restaurant so i can exclusively eat there or I should, I, you don't have to name it. If I, I
1: won't I won't name it uh, publicly. Sure. Uh, but okay. I'll tell you if you want. I don't know if it's the same. I haven't worked there in a long time.
2: I, I think that's part of my point, though, is like, yep. c- consider the restaurant that you're going to. And if you're like, ah, this place definitely pays everyone that's working there absolute minimum wage and, like, doesn't treat their employees well and is, like, a little not that amazing and they have something that has... I've
1: got a good tip for you.
2: Taco... Uh, sour cream stuff on it, and we don't think it's going to sell that much, consider ordering that, because their their cleanliness levels and stuff might not be that amazing. But other places, it might be fine. I want to hear Dan's tip. Will they give you a tour
1: of the kitchen?
0: (laughs) Imagine that, getting a tip from a waiter.
1: I was back at house. That's pretty oh, interesting. Okay. All right. okay. yeah. yeah, we used to do tours of, uh, of the kitchen. You did tours of the kitchen? Yeah, if you had a, a nice client in who was like, I'd really like to meet the chef, this meal was lovely. And we'd bring him back in, you know, floors are done. I don't think I've ever eaten at the kind of restaurant you worked at. Oh, yeah, maybe not.
0: Yeah. I, I, would yeah. it occur to you in a thousand years? No. We had a the server if yeah. you could have a tour of the kitchen and meet the chef. No, I mean that's like super cool and sounds really fancy and awesome. Would you do that for
1: everyone, or does they have to like? It didn't happen very often, but you know, I think it's the kind of guy who would come in there and be like, "This was nice. I got to meet this chef." Uh, That that kind of person doesn't come through very often, if you know what I mean. Yeah, fair enough. uh, We were, I mean, it was clean enough, and we ran a tight enough ship that that was totally fine.
0: Uh, Jake from the lab says, "My story. X was a professional chef worked at a high end steakhouse in Bristol." and if anybody ordered a well-done steak, the chefs would toss it on the ground first and call it floor spice.
2: I think that's, like, a crime. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> that, is just, even
1: that is just a crime, I think. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, it, that's, like, a again. Well, I don't know about in Bristol, but here I think you'd be breaking, like, actual laws around food safety. I mean,
0: I can tell you this. I dropped one of the burger patties from the party, from the pool party. I have no idea who
2: ate it, but they're not dead, so... <laughs> Okay, but you're not a restaurant. <laughs> I'm really not. I think I think it makes a difference. More of difference. a ghost kitchen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there you go.
0: And 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It was
2: Oh, chat. <laughs> um,
0: it was pre-being cooked. I was cooking them from frozen. So it like basically I, I might as well have dropped a piece of plastic on the floor in terms of like How much, you know, ground shmoo... Oh, this is outdoors, mind you. Uh, But, like, (laughs) how much porch shmoo it managed to pick up. And it was pre-cooking it, obviously. So it spent the next, like, nine minutes or whatever at 400 degrees Celsius. So it's, like, whatever was on it is dead. Um, It might have been me who ate it. One in, like,
2: 45 chance that it was me, so probably not, but... um... Uh, some yeah. people are saying that I, I'm traumatized by this taco pizza. I, I actually, I got in a debate with my boss at the time, uh, about it. We had like a little fight about it cause he, he was like ordering people to serve expired sour cream. Um, and I was like pissed, but I was also like 12. Um, so there were limitations to what I could accomplish. Oh, sorry. 400 Fahrenheit, 400 Fahrenheit. We cook in
0: Fahrenheit up here. i I guess, yeah, whatever.
2: And we did, we did get complaints about it. So like, it actually was like a big thing, but yeah.
0: To clarify, they would toss it on the ground pre-cooking. Thanks, Jake. That's uh very helpful. But they were probably not cooking from frozen, so they
2: probably picked up a lot more floor schmoo. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on. What's well, two more topics? Oh, okay.
0: What the Oh, man. People at float Plane Chat are, like, going through their their experiences. I worked for Timmy's when I was 17. I could write a book with the stuff I've seen people do. My direct manager was so lazy. She used to scoop the chocolate out of the tubs with her bare hands into the warming bins. Also, never order
2: the broccoli cheddar soup. Hashtag facts. I think that's one of my examples, though. How many people are going to order broccoli cheddar soup from Tim's? I've eaten it. hmm I like broccoli soup. Oh.
0: I'm really unhappy about it right now.
2: I get chili from Tim's. This might be just as bad. Oh,
0: no. The chili is, if you, okay, this is all hearsay, but what I have heard said is that, especially if you're at a Tim's Wendy's combo restaurant, the chili is made of the meat that is not good enough to put in a burger
2: anymore. Nice. That makes sense.
0: I don't know if that's true. That could be not a fact. I don't think
2: that's true because I don't think they make it there. And just heat it is heated up. I think well, it comes to the store. I don't know. That's I that was an interesting tip someone gave me. If you want to figure out if the restaurant that you're at is just reheating things, ask them to make a small change to a soup. CH5609 says uh perpetual chili.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh yeah, cool. Wendy's chili is burger meat, apparently. Um uh, that's this chat says it. I don't know if this is true. I don't know if this is true. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's true. Okay. So. I fast,
2: don't know. Fast I feel food. Like we should
0: move on from. If food we were topics. if we were trying to take care of ourselves, we wouldn't eat it anyway. So realistically, bring it on. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, Oh, uh, we're supposed to do sponsors. Wait, Thanks to Clyde
3: for sponsoring today's show. If you work in security or IT and your company has Okta, this message is for you. Have you noticed that for the past few years, the majority of data breaches and hacks you read about have something in common? It's employees. Hackers absolutely love exploiting vulnerable employee devices and credentials. But it doesn't have to be this way. Imagine a world where only secure devices can access your cloud apps. In this world, fish credentials are useless to hackers, and you can manage every OS, even Linux, from a single dashboard. Best of all, you can get employees to fix their own device security issues without creating more work for IT. The good news is, you don't have to imagine this world. You can just start using Collide. Collide is a device trust solution for companies with Okta, and it ensures that if a device isn't trusted and secure, it can't log into your cloud apps. Visit collide.com to watch a demo and see how it works. That's K-O-L. IDE.com slash when and thank you to our friends over at magic spoon for sponsoring today's show looking for a more health conscious snack to munch on while listening to the podcast let magic spoon satisfy your cravings Their are keto friendly delicious cereals have zero grams of sugar 13 to 14 grams of protein and only four to five net grams of carbs per serving and how do they do this magic No. They use a blend of monk fruit and allulose which sweetens like sugar without increasing blood sugar levels. Milk, no milk, or water, Magic Spoon is great for any time you need a quick bite. Check them out at lmg.gg slash magicspoon and use code WAN for $5 off. Thanks to Circuit Specialist for sponsoring today's show. Are you looking for electronic components and equipment? Whether you're working on a personal project or a professional venture, Circuit Specialist has the tools and supplies to help you succeed. They offer a wide range of offerings, including resistors, capacitors, soldering stations, oscilloscopes, and more. Leveraging their technology and sourcing expertise, they aim to provide their customers with tools and parts that may otherwise be unavailable to them or too expensive. Their commitment to quality ensures you receive reliable and high-performance products suited for your needs. Let Circuit Specialist help you upgrade your electronics toolkit check them out at lmg.gg circuitspecialists specialists
0: that may have been the single spiciest sponsor segment that we have ever done on the WAN show uh I think nope. it had two weeks to simmer right out of 10 out of 10 do you think I had it coming
2: Oh yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. not even gonna give a number. No. No, just uh, I don't know. Ten. Um I don't think it's the spiciest one we've ever done though, but I don't even want to reference the one that I think was spicier.
0: Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we're gonna talk about that. Yeah.
2: Was it a long time ago?
0: No. Oh, okay, then you're probably wrong. Oh. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Cool. Uh
1: yeah, Lenovo. What? Oh, three merch- oh, sorry, Dan, hit us. Uh, let's see. Any chance of even more special bits for the screwdriver? Hold on, they're, they're texting each other. Oh, yeah, 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 okay, 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 <laughs> okay. Okay.
2: okay, yeah, and I was wrong. <laughs> I forgot about that! Sorry, Dan, keep going, That's
0: That's totally fine, yeah. Enjoy your moment. It's a funny thing to all the people that are like, you know, yeah. Why does Lions keep putting his foot in his mouth lately? <laughs> It ain't new man uh, Just oh
2: No hints. Nope. Nope. Sorry go Dan. We're moving uh, on. He
0: asked if there's gonna be more specialty bits for the screwdrivers The answer is yes mm. uh, We are planning. A- oh, hey Dan throw me that thing that you were fidgeting with earlier. Uh, Luke has it to fidgeting with Okay, cool. Uh, is this uh, which version of the bearing is this? Uh, the bad one The not the new one. This is not the new one. No. Okay. Give it a okay. still go. Yeah. So I'm just gonna go still like this hard And then I'm going to talk about some of the different uh, screwdriver bits that we have planned. Uh, I know that we have some additional head types for like the, the quarter inch hex drive ones, like the full size and the stubby. And then we also have a full set of bits that is going to come with our precision driver at some point. I just want to clarify... Going.
1: And this is the bad version. It'll, it'll, the bad this version. is the crunchy one. It didn't do, quite stop before you moved. I do
0: want to clarify that the point of this driver is not to compete directly with someone like an iFixit. We love iFixit. We love their mission. There's so many things that they do that we are just not even going to begin to approach. I love what they've done with the McDonald's things, the Amazing. teardowns, yeah. the guides. Um, but we do think there's space for a... um oh fidget toy premium driver fidget toy grade driver that also has bit storage it's going to probably be quite a bit more expensive than the iFixit driver um you saw the one with the big uh back rest right uh it had the giant pommel on the back yeah so one of the features that's going to differentiate ours is we're trying to do interchangeable tops Oh. so you could have one that really is just a precision driver with a fidget toy at the top do you know how long it's spun for uh no i don't seven minutes that's pretty cool was that with the good bearing though i don't know i don't even think
1: they have them in
0: yet yeah so anyway um yeah so we'll <laughs> have all kinds of different bits coming <laughs> and in the long term we would love to allow people to uh, just order individual bits and make their own sets but for the time being we can only do them as as packs just because of how kind of relatively unsophisticated our pick and pack procedures are um okay uh, another merch
1: message sure 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 um let's see
0: are you fidgeting with that under the table because i can definitely hear mic oh from yeah Mike. sorry i'll stop yeah
1: yeah I, I shouldn't have dang it luke left it oh, with him oh, i need to put it down yeah uh, let's see. This thing seem, seems fun. Given LTT's growth, would you ever consider private jet travel for yourself <sighs> or other employees instead of booking an airline ticket? Um, it's one of those things that I I think
0: would be kind of fun to experience once. But I am um, I I'm, I'm I don't want to be judgy, but I'm personally kind of opposed to the private um, air travel industry. I I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's I don't think it sends a good message. I don't think it's particularly um, helpful in a lot of ways. Obviously, it helps people save time. Um, other than that, there's 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 some stuff about it that I, I find you know hmm, how do I put
2: this? Um, I'm not a fan personally. I've only flown first class once. Hey, me too. Exactly once.
0: Yeah. Um, It happened to be... It wasn't my choice. Yeah. It happened to be just the ticket they booked. Um, Yep. Me too. Like in the early days of the company, I would have people offer it often. And what I would always say is um, I can't pay my staff with a first class plane ticket. So what I would actually like you to do is um, since I know you have the budget for it, you can pay me another couple grand and we'll do the deal and uh, I'll fly coach. Uh (laughs) Yeah. I've pulled Hell that move yeah. a lot of times over yeah. the years. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I, there's a lot of things about it that make me kind of uncomfortable. And I, I get that this is something that people either don't believe or don't want to hear or, or whatever else, but I don't actually like feeling separated. Um, I, I um, like even at our lands, Ah, uh, we have staff areas that are cordoned off for people who prefer that, but I prefer to just sit with everyone. Like, I don't, um, I don't like to be separated. There are reasons that that is like probably kind of better if I actually wanted to play games because people do interrupt me a lot. Um, but I just, I don't know. It's not something that I'm particularly comfortable with. And um, I've,
2: I've sprung for some. I don't like it. Uh, like economy plus seats before if well you're tall i I have no excuse i have i'm also a weird form of tall because almost all my height comes in my torso um and i have very broad shoulders so if i sit in a middle seat it's actually just like rude to everyone because my shoulders will be in their seats like it i cannot avoid it so if there's only middle seats left in the like standard coach section i'll i'll often spring a little bit more to try to get in like economy plus i'm never going to do business or something like that i'll try to find a new flight but i'll sometimes do economy plus um just to try to get out of that situation i've literally had someone before who had i don't remember which one it was aisle or or window but offered to switch with me because they're like (laughs) i'm assuming you'll just like lean over and i was like yeah and they're like cool So I leaned over and got my shoulder out of their way. And I was like, I honestly appreciate that you did that. I did not take that in a rude way at all. This is just way better for everyone. Thank you. Um, So I don't know. I've done that, but that's like, I don't know, maximum like 90 bucks. How tall are you? I'm not like that crazy tall. My torso is just pretty abnormally tall. Yeah. Plasma Tor says there's a legitimate use
0: case for business class overseas. If you do it right, your first day is useful as opposed to dealing with jet lag. That's totally fair. I've always just kind of powered through it, but the one time I did fly business class was uh, when I went to um, to visit the Intel Fab, and that was really far. Yeah, I'll I'll just not everyone can. I'll just sleep in coach or I'll just suffer. Yeah, Um, I guess I've just I've done it so many times, and I've been doing it so long at this point. I'm just like, yeah, okay, Uh, here we go. Yeah, someone in uh, Twitch chat says uh, my company owner has sprung for private jet travel a couple times for me and my team to get to events when other stuff was going to be really, really challenging. Sometimes there's no other
2: options and and, and there's there's also a huge range in like private flight. Yeah. So I, I think that what we're talking about when we're like, no, is the like hyper fancy like... I have a large plane with, like, dining areas
0: and stuff. Oh, not, not what I'm talking about. Like, oh, okay. I've, I've only flown even, like, the one that you can recline the whole way, like the kind of, like, C-shaped thing where you're, one's facing forward, one's facing back. I've only done that once. With that said... No, no, because no, you were talking about private flight. Oh, oh, private. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, with that said, I have paid for private air travel.
2: Not for myself. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I'm trying to think. What, what and it been? was
0: not for a paid event. It wasn't, like, for a sponsored thing. We didn't make any money from the event. We lost money on the event. Can you remember what it was?
2: LTX? No. Oh, okay.
0: There was a flood involved.
2: There was a flood involved?
0: Yeah, when Colton couldn't make it to the Christmas party.
2: Oh! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But again, I'm going to point this out again. I'm sure that wasn't, like, a super fancy, like... What people are going to think of no, when hell- you say private jet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah,
1: a yeah, bit it was... different. And I,
0: I would have done it for that scrapyard wars. <laughs> that was that would have been sick.
1: I was willing.
2: <laughs> that would have been awesome. Yeah.
1: Okay, I got, uh, got a half a question and then a proper question. All right. Uh, for Luke, uh, can you get more loading screens with mods on Starfield? Can
2: you get more? 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 <laughs> we want more, more, more loading, loading screens. screens. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. Open the menu, loading, loading screen, screen simulator. I was, I was looking at this earlier in the show, but I, I went on Nexus Mods for, for Starfield and looked at today's new mods. So mods in the last 24 hours, and there has been
1: 106. Yeah, I told you they'd be fast. It's crazy. Are there any bird mods?
0: No. Oh. Joel's 13 says, if you ever want to try it without spending a ton or feeling bad about the environmental impact, look up empty leg flights. It's where a private plane needs to get somewhere. So they just fly the plane there.
2: Oh. Interesting. Yeah. I've never heard
0: of that before. Me neither. But that makes sense. I'd be, I'd be super down to try something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's like travel YouTubers and stuff who have done videos about that. I still just, thing. I don't care. Personally, I don't know. I don't know. It's up you. Okay. Hold on. I'm gonna I'm going to convince you Okay, I'm gonna give myself one minute to convince you actually I'm gonna give myself about ten ten seconds to convince you Okay, one of the big things for you is Experiences yeah, and I think that you would enjoy that experience if you shared it with your family Damn it! Got him.
1: <laughs> oh, I felt that Damn I felt it. I felt it hit him it. I felt that God, you're good at this, Linus.
0: See, this is the problem. <laughs> when you know someone this well, oh, oh that, was, that was brutal. The problem is that uh. when you know someone this well, you can only you can only achieve that if you also open yourself up. So he can hit me just as hard.
2: I just have to wait for it. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, that's a that's a pretty fair one. All right. Okay. Last last actual question. <sighs> yeah. Hello fellow techs with Nvidia being less and less Interested to invest in the gaming space uh, How long do you think it will get before they start charging a monthly fee for using DLSS like technology? Why
0: do they know me oh, no. so
1: much so well
0: they know how to just make <laughs> me b- not want to do this anymore? anymore. <laughs> I not, I not only don't want to talk on WAN show anymore. Oh. I, I don't want to talk about that.
2: I, I, actually, I don't want to
0: face that. I actually
2: I almost wish that was never. Luke, asked. I don't
0: want to have to make that video.
2: Yeah. I don't want to cover it. Watching the the donut media team address yeah. the like subscription seat subscription seat warmers was like painful for I think the exact same reason. Um,
0: there is I, I think that
2: sometimes yeah. I've seen
0: it many <clears throat> times over the years. The general viewer, or at least some subset of the general viewer, seems to think that we have some kind of power that we don't have. You know, whether it's overpriced GPUs or like under spec, like, oh, if only you guys complained about it more, you could get this changed. We can't change anything. And it's honestly, it makes our impotence feel all the more frustrating because There's at least a a subset of you guys who want this from us, who want us to wield this enormous club that you feel like we have for this industry-wide change. At the most, we can affect policy within a department at some of these companies or something like that. But you have to understand, they're publicly held. They answer to one entity, the shareholder. That's it. So if people will buy this then they're going to pump it out. And it's like, sorry, I'm not meaning to like... I'm not meaning to go off on this or anything, but it's so frustrating because we're just watching this slow-motion, burning train crash. And, and it's like the extra weight of the expectation that we can do something about it is it's, it's all the more frustrating. I hate it just as much as you guys. And I hate that you're probably right. It is a matter of f***ing time. Until there is a subscription tier GPU feature, and you know what, it's not going to start on GeForce. RTX it's not going to start with the 7090
2: LSS. with premium.
0: It's going to start. Well, it's it's already starting with the data center grade stuff, and then it's going to make its way into the workstation, and then it's going to make its way into consumer. It's already there if you pay for a GPU as a service like GeForce now. But it's a matter of time before it makes it into the card that you supposedly own. Sorry, this is a thing. Anyway, sorry. Yes, go ahead. Um, Do you think you can push a boycott? Yeah, I'm going to convince gamers to stop playing games. Just like we convince people to stop paying for microtransactions. Just like we convince people to stop pre-ordering. It doesn't matter
2: crom Welp on yeah. on x or twitter uh the director of publishing at larian studios recently was in a thread talking about this and i i strongly agree when it comes to uh game pass style subscriptions um so accessing video games not not the nvidia geforce one but yep. just like the xbox one or PlayStation one or 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 whatever uh, origin has one i think you play has one whatever um where where it they were basically saying if you can afford it which is a pretty big caveat but if you can afford it just buy the games outright because one of the issues with these subscription services and I, and I brought this argument up recently to someone I don't remember who but they were like hey no like I know some I know some game developers and and they make some good money from if if they get onto one of these services like it's a good payday the problem is when these things become ubiquitous then the four or five companies that run them Run everything and now they can dic- uh, dictate all the terms. Uh, I believe Love that Freudian slip. I, be- <laughs> uh, I believe recently Microsoft and PlayStation have cut their um, payments to, I believe it's just indie developers, but it might be developers overall. Like the only reason why they can do that is because they're not worried about it. They like upped their prices and cut their payments to indie developers at the same time. And you saw Microsoft um, change the terms of their
0: trial. For Games Pass in the lead yeah. up to um, yeah. Starfield, yeah. So
2: it's like, and it's like, man. yeah, that's well within and, and, their rights to do. And what if your favorite game gets taken off of it? Yeah. And at the same time, what if it gets taken off of one of these subscription services years after proof? It's it's in Game Linked. Go watch Game Linked. I'm sure it's cited there somehow. Um, but the uh, if this game that you love is taken off of these services. And also isn't currently for sale on any of the stores. It's just gone. We're seeing this happen with, uh, with, with web video, web movies right now, um, like Netflix-style platforms, where they're, they're taking things off of the platform in order to get a tax write-off on it. But that means you don't have access to it anymore. And yeah, sure, it got taken off the platform. Maybe it wasn't that good. But maybe you liked it. So like, uh, man, that sucks. I, I don't know. I, I don't subscribe to any of these things, and I know I'm a I'm a old school. I want physical versions of my games person, but this is almost a different argument. This has actually nothing to do with physical versions of games. This has a mixture of things to do with wanting uh, the the develop no uh, w- hoping that. I'm taking a little bit less control away from the subscription services and making it so that developers have a little bit more, because I think that's important. There's a relationship there, right? They need the platform. Steam is really important. These other things are really important. They need a storefront to be able to sell their games through. Everyone just selling their games through their own websites is not going to be great. It works for some people. It's not going to work for everyone. But the cuts are rough. And to people saying that piracy is
0: the answer, here's the problem with that argument piracy is the answer as long as formats exist that can be pirated all they have to do is basically decide as an industry it's all game streaming now yeah you know what these games um, we're just never gonna make the files available for anyone to download there will be nothing to there will be nothing to reverse engineer and there will be leaks occasionally I mean we saw that giant dump out of Nintendo but almost literally everything that came out of that was, like, 20 years old. Like, you are not going to be just playing pirated games that were only ever installed in a data center that was NDA'd up the butt, um, you know, six months after release or anything like that. Or or they can collectively just decide, you know what, it's just not worth it if people are just going to pirate this stuff, and people might turn to piracy if they start making everything a subscription, so it becomes this arms race, right, where they kind of go, okay, well, then we're just only going to develop games that are hyper-reliant on the always online uh, always online sort of community features, and that's something we've already seen, yeah. where you've got this like multiplayer-ish kind of cloud functionality that's just kind of shoehorned into games that honestly didn't need it but then suffer a degraded gaming experience if you are if you don't have them at least at least for some people Uh, you know even if it's something as simple as you know people just like leaving comments behind that you can find um yeah. I don't know it's just like we talked about I think we talked about this last week how I was saying I'm like worried about the future of movies did, did we talk about that I think, I think we did. so I think so I'm worried about the future of
2: gaming too which is yeah. which
0: is like kind which of, kind of crazy because we're
2: like getting we're, we're coming out of a rough era into a very good era right now and I yes. will also say one of the great things about this current era is a lot of these games have very acceptable monetization setups which is interesting because for a while there, like, remember the Battlefront era? When, like, uh, what, what, what was it? It would cost you, like, hundred grand to unlock all the characters? Or there, no, it was, like, a hundred thousand hours of gameplay. It was, it, yeah. I don't remember what it was. I don't remember the quote. But Pride it's, like, and almost,
1: accomplishment.
2: Yeah, it's, like, one of the most upvoted things on Reddit ever. Or down, downvoted?
1: Down, down. like, six hundred thousand or something. Yeah, sure, whatever. I don't know. It's been a while.
2: But, like, we came from that into where we currently are, which is great. But because we're in a great spot right now doesn't guarantee that we'll be in a good spot in the future. Yeah, and I don't know everything about the games industry. I'm not in it. It doesn't but, like, even
0: mean that we're in as good a spot as we think we are now. I mean, one of the first things yeah. that you were saying about <sighs> the the, spl- the splash screen when you jump into Starfield is that they've got that box sitting there that is obviously a placeholder to get you used to seeing something there, so they can start selling you horse armor. Let's not forget who started this whole bloody thing. Yeah, horse armor. Never forget. Bethesda. Bethesda.
2: I know, Bethesda I know like Mark Kern popped off on this. Um, I don't. I don't know if if it was because of um, here, I don't know if it was because of what it looked like or or if it was because of this thing in the corner. Because I honestly didn't pay attention to that conversation because I didn't care because I think it looks fine. But this welcome to Starfield square in the corner, uh, it, mark my words, will be used to sell things. Uh, I, li- I like. I like. I hate I that you're right. You, I hate dude. that. I promise uh, you gonna happen uh, some dlc is gonna come out or something something's gonna be available i don't know just mod it out it's, yeah <laughs> it's the solution to everything <laughs> add a loading screen to it yeah
1: yeah
0: can i just shout <sighs> out twitch chat someone is gifting subs to people who have uh usernames that insult me <laughs> If that's how you guys want to express your hate, I'm super into it. <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> you guys really are something else, Twitch chat. <laughs> um, Lenovo announces the Legion Go handheld. Yeah. It's to be released in October, and highlights include an AMD Ryzen Z1 Extreme with integrated graphics. So, this is just like the ROG Ally, a starting price of $699. However, it's 799 euros in Europe, which is closer to 860 US dollars. Um, A little weird. Maybe this indicates that it'll be a higher spec. Maybe this is a VAT-included price. Um, Not 100% sure. Anywho, uh, 49.2, this says hours. I'm sure it means milliamp hours uh, compared to the Allies 40, which would be nice. I've Uh, been using my... Oh, watt-hours. Oh, that, uh, yeah, no, that would be a lot higher if it was milliamp-hours. Uh, 49.2 watt-hours? I think it's big. Whatever, it doesn't matter. No one's going to look at this dock again. Um, that'd be a big improvement. I've been using the Ally a lot lately to play um, Chained Echoes. And I I have found the battery life affecting my habits. Like, I will, I will play... Do you play in bed? I play in bed a lot, yeah. yeah I'm a bed
2: player. This makes a lot more sense. Um, just timeline-wise of when you log into that game. I'm like, okay.
0: <laughs> well, I'm like always logged into that game because I just leave it running. My son was uh, making fun of me for taking over 100 hours to beat the game. <laughs> and I'm just like, son, uh, I, I have put like less than half of that into it because I just like fall asleep and it's just like lying there. And yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Matter. yeah. Um, anywho. I was, sorry, I was just, I fell asleep playing Slay the Spire on my phone. And I my hand was like out like this. And I woke up with my hand still propped up, with the phone still in it. Um, and my girlfriend said, like, yeah, I saw you like that. I just thought it was funny. I just left it there. <laughs> Did but she I, at least uh, plug it into the charger? No. Well, it it, uh, it eventually, like, went to sleep and was fine. It didn't, it didn't keep the game running the whole time. Um, but, yeah, I, I was... I, I, when I woke up and my hand was still like that, I thought I had just dozed off for a second and went to go, like, put it on the charger. But I realized it was, like, the morning, and I needed to get up. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Anyways. The
0: screen is
2: huge.
0: This is uh, wild. It has an 8.8 inch display. So this thing is going to be flipping enormous. I hadn't actually looked at this yet. Yeah, like look at the. Why wouldn't they just put bigger, you know, buttons on it at that point? Those look even like full-size joysticks like the Steam Deck. In fact, those look like touchpads. Like, oh, no, just one. It does look like a touchpad. One touchpad. I guess that would be convenient for navigation, even if you can't use it for gaming like you can on the Steam Deck.
2: I'd like that, yeah. Why not?
0: Yeah. I mean, you could use it for certain kinds of games. You play like a city builder game or whatever else. I mean, you can't use them as like a dual sticks replacement like you can on the Steam Deck. Um, The resolution of the display is 2560 by 1600. It runs it up to 144 hertz. It has two USB 4 ports, which may or may not allow you to connect an external GPU Um, support for eGPU on USB 4 devices is a little bit hit or miss I I am liking the price 16 gigs of RAM 256 to 1 terabyte Gen 4 SSD Um, discussion question here is are we about to see real competition in the gaming handheld space I'm gonna say no really yeah why because nobody is competing with the Steam Deck right now. Oh, okay. Do you guys see the price of those refurb Steam Decks? By the way, dang it, Austin. Austin oh. Evans' video on refurb Steam Decks. Or Basically... Were you going
2: to do the same thing? Not
0: only did a video on refurb Steam Decks, but we had an idea to have kind of like a more complete angle on it and um, like do a bunch of upgrades to it with the money that you saved. And he did the same bloody thing. So anyway, we're going to try and do even more upgrades because whatever, austin just kidding I love, <laughs> I love austin um but uh we're, yeah we're gonna try and do even more
2: Apparently upgrades it, to our steam tech he was on uh kyle's podcast and he was saying that he gets uh, recognized as you like all the time really? he says it drives him nuts
1: i don't know beard
2: <laughs> yeah but you didn't used to so he was also at the same time talking about how one of the worst things for people to say when they meet him is i used to watch your videos Oh, what about
0: uh, what about my boyfriend watches your videos cuz that's the one I usually get. <laughs> I I don't mind that one. Why do you
2: why do you not like Oh, those? it's
0: just it's just it's just the thing people always say to me. Oh. So it's like predictable. Oh. Huh. It's like it come tell tell me something I'm not expecting to hear, I guess is it, it doesn't it's it's not upsetting or anything. I know what our demographics are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's,
2: yeah.
0: It's uh. just always funny. So any any time Anytime, sort of, um, um, someone who I, I identifies as a woman walks up to me, I'll go, I'll count, I'll start counting down: five, four, three, two. But my boyfriend loves your videos, but it's not okay. always that way, and it's pretty cool when it's not. That no, way. it's not. No, it's not always yeah. that way, but it very, very often is. Um, one of one of the one of the almost the thing Austin said, but not quite ones, uh, when people walk up to me is. Um, Uh, I used your guide when I built my first PC, but they like, don't really remember my name or anything. They just like kind of recognize me and I'm like, right. But they probably haven't watched in like three or four years (laughs) because we don't
2: really do like PC build guides anymore. I don't know. I think, I think I get recognized a lot less than you guys. So none of the responses really bother me much. I also like, I'm not on camera anymore. So people couldn't really say that they still watch me now unless it's just WAN show. Right. So like, I don't know.
0: A shocking number of people watch WAN
2: show. Yeah, that's true. Like a, I was trying to figure this dozen. out. I don't know if I've talked about this on uh, on yeah. Wan Show yet, but I was really trying to figure out why I was getting so much attention at LTX. Wan Show. Show. And the the like most hardcore viewers yeah. are going to be Wan Show viewers. Yeah. I didn't I didn't necessarily put together the connection between hardcore viewers and Wan Show viewers. I knew Wan Show viewers. If people are going to recognize me, it's probably going to be Wan Show. I knew that, but I didn't really put together that if they go to LTX. They very likely watch WAN show, so I was like, "Oh, okay."
0: Yeah. Do you have any idea like what percentage of LTX tickets were sold when we like talked about it on WAN shows? Oh no. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. It's that not like all of them or anything like that. Like it's not it's not like yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, Some yeah. people, the WAN show format is just too long.
2: I get it. I had I had a hundred percent. This was it. actually technically someone who was running a booth, um, but I I had a line form in front of their booth and then. Uh, when I left, I, I, like, apologized to them for making their booth a little bit harder to get to for a little while and, like, talked to them for a second. And the guy was like, yeah, so, like, what's it like working for Linus Media Group? And I was like, it's pretty cool. <laughs> He's like was talking to me as if I was like a very new employee. I was like, wow, this is this is kinda awkward, but uh, if I didn't like it I wouldn't. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I sort of sorta been here for a while. Yeah, I don't know. That's okay. I mean other than that
0: Linus guy (laughs) is like determined to like crash the company into into the ground. (laughs) It's it's a lot of stress. Otherwise, it's okay.
2: <laughs> just start screaming more progressively loudly. The people are great. I'm I like hanging out in the
0: fishbowl with Dan. <laughs> it's really fun.
2: <laughs> oh man. Anyways, oh, man. so yeah, you don't think competition? No, I, I just. The Steam I, deck's just stomping.
0: I think the I think the Steam deck is stomping. I mean, why do you like the ally more than? Oh, it's way more powerful, and and as a
2: tinkerer. How much does a Steam deck cost?
0: The the reverb's are like three twenty nine, Luke. Whoa! Yeah, they, they they're like wow. dangerously close to switch light. That's actually wild. Yeah, and when you consider the the, the cheapness oh, it's still of 500 games, because our dollars right compared to Nintendo, the lifetime cost of this thing is it's it, 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 it's way less, right? The Steam Deck is incredible. I wish it was more powerful. I wish that Valve had. I wish that Valve had adopted a model of iterating on it more frequently. The fact that they've decided to treat it less like a PC and more like a console in terms of its life cycle makes sense. Mm -hmm. But I would have liked to see rapid-fire iteration. Um, But other than that, I just... I think it is so close to most of what people... many people need that it, it just... It kind of irrelevance everything else at that price point because let's talk about some of the games that, that uh you know you're you're excited about that have come out over the last year or so, right? Like sure, you've got your you've got your Starfields. You're not gonna be playing that on a Steam Deck. I
2: have heard it's a pretty bad experience. You're
0: not gonna play it on an ally either. Yeah. So okay, whatever. Like they're
2: uh, I see your point. they're
0: in the same class yeah, yeah, yeah. of hardware where you can play older triple A games. Or you can play newer ones kinda.
2: um, Here's a question. If you were going to get the premium Steam Deck. But Dave the Diver. Yeah. Okay. uh, Sea of Stars. Sea of Stars. You play the crap out of those. Regardless
0: of whether it's a Steam Deck or an ally or whatever else. Yeah. Okay, so sorry. What were you saying? The premium Steam Deck. The premium Steam
2: Deck is pretty expensive. Would you do ally or this go thing or would you do premium steam deck um i would i mean i've already told you i would go ally regardless because
0: i want the extra performance i also like the form factor of the ally better i don't like how gigantic the steam deck is so i I feel like the i also like the 120 hertz display hey if i can run the game smoothly i'd like to because the premium steam deck is 820 canadian but but because the Steam Deck is so user serviceable, you don't have to buy that. Buy the cheapest refurb you can, it and then it has huck a big SSD
2: in it. A better screen, anti-glare glass.
0: It it does, but you don't need that.
2: Yeah, fair enough.
0: Yeah, it's it's a little bit better for glare, but it's like it's not a night and day difference. You can go back and you can watch the original hands-on that we did down in Seattle. It's yeah, it's 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 better, but it's not even better in a. This is better and everyone should get it kind of way. It's kind of a personal preference sort of better. Okay, yeah. So uh, no, I I don't think that's a big deal. So yeah, if if I if I wanted if I wanted the best possible entry into handheld gaming, I'm buying a refurb Steam Deck and I'm putting a big fat SSD in it. And I'm calling it a, I'm calling it a day. I'm going to go spend my money on a bunch of great, fun, you know, Indie games or 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 lighter games or older games, and I'm gonna play the crap out of that thing because at the end of the day It's not about the hardware. Here's a, here's
2: a counter argument. It's about the games. Every th- single sure. refurb steam deck is sold out. Oh, really? Yes. I
0: blame Austin. We bought we just bought one before his video.
2: Yep, they're sold out. Okay. There's three different versions 64 gig 256 gig 512 gig. They're all sold
0: out. Damn you Austin Evans! <laughs>
2: <laughs> also, three, JK love Austin. Three ninety nine. Is it even? Ch- oh yeah, it's like a hundred bucks less for each. That's mm-hmm. pretty significant. Holy, is it? Is yeah, same warranty and stuff. Wow.
1: Even then, at three ninety nine, it's still so competitive.
2: Yeah, love it. Pretty cool that they have the iFixit hardware and stuff. It mentions and stuff mentions another creator. Orders. Oh bloody. Anyway. <laughs> <coughs>
0: So yeah, I I don't know I don't know if Lenovo is going to make like serious. Oh right, so I was going to talk about why I tolerate the Ally. Mm. It is a it is not an appliance. It's a computer with a controller and a battery bolted to it, and it really feels like it, and it has all the same issues that PC gamer gaming has. Um, like when I put it to sleep, it's most it's mostly fixed with the latest firmware. It's going to wake up, but sometimes. It, yeah, just like just like wake up sometimes. For the for the for the first uh, couple of weeks that I was playing uh, Chained Echoes, um, or you know it, you you'll go to you'll have like a weird thing where the where it doesn't switch from controller to to joy to mouse mode properly, and you're just like, ah, oh, screw it, I'll just restart. Oh, Windows update, <laughs> fantastic. Um, yeah, okay, 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 it's stupid little. Microsoft's been trying to build an OS for touchscreen since Windows 8, and they still get basic stuff wrong. Okay, you boot up the system. You just want to log in. So you you swipe a thing. Then you click the field. And then sometimes I get it where I have to click the field again to get the number pad to pop up to enter a PIN. It's like this is three interactions when realistically, I'm sitting here looking at it. It should just be one. I should immediately start typing. It's little things like that that are just cleaner on the Steam Deck and I think that there's a possibility that Microsoft will take this space seriously and that we'll see like a, a, a gaming you know a handheld gaming mode or we'll see some kind of version of Windows that's like really optimized for these things but I don't think it's a given and it's certainly not going to happen anytime soon. Valve has put a ton of work into making the Steam Deck more appliance-like, more console-like and anything running Windows is not going to be that experience.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. What
2: are we doing right now? Topics.
0: Yeah. Uh, someone's upset that I someone referred to Bellevue as Seattle. I love Twitch chat. I'm just. Oh man. I'm gonna hang out in Twitch chat. Oh man. Uh, They're my people. Professional trolls.
2: I want. Oh, oh wait. What are we supposed to be talking about? Uh, I think we're still doing topics. I think we're done all three of the main ones, so we just got to jump through some rapid fires.
0: I want to talk about Elon Musk demonstrating full self-driving while filming himself
2: without his hands on the wheel. Yeah, this is pretty wild. Um, Do you want to run through it or me? Nah, go for it. Elon Musk live-streamed a demonstration of Tesla's updated full self-driving beta. The car was able to drive almost entirely independently using only cameras and algorithmic intelligence. At one point, the car attempted to accelerate through a red light requiring Musk to intervene, but it was otherwise without incident. You know, running red light is no big deal. Uh, However, Musk spent the demonstration in the driver's seat, filming on his cell phone and interacting with commenters, which goes against Tesla's own policies for using full self-driving software. And I believe also the law. Um, Palo Alto police say they will not be issuing Musk a ticket or fine because the incident wasn't directly witnessed by police so here's
0: what i would like to understand what are the dynamics at play here because from my understanding whether you want to talk about like let's take some significant events like let's say the january 6 riot i'm not going to get into the like politics of it i was going to do even way more basic things like if you see shoplifting on camera But there were plenty of people who were absolutely prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law based on footage and not necessarily someone who actually, like, a a law enforcement officer observing that individual committing a particular act. There is massive precedent for catching people doing something on camera. Why does it matter that the person catching them on camera happened
2: to be themselves. People are saying federal instead of local. All this other stuff. I don't know how the law works there. Any chance of adding video? Oh, this is about floating stuff. Um <sighs> federal versus state law. Yeah, this is this is like America stuff that we don't know, I think. Um, but like, is it like a self-incrimination thing?
0: Because you like can't incriminate maybe, yourself. Yeah, is it that simple? So as long as I film myself doing it and nobody else sees it, it's not a crime. And something to remember is I, I am feigning ignorance a little bit here because traffic code is not necessarily the same as criminal code. In some cases, there are overlap, so you can commit a traffic violation that is also criminal, but not every traffic violation is criminal. If he had actually killed someone well that's manslaughter now
2: and that's or criminal code or maybe potentially actually running the red light yeah because like think about red light cameras yeah but that's not his camera
0: that's like their camera so maybe that... it's different because of that I don't know. remember when one of his lawyers argued that anything that he said previously could be a deepfake therefore we can't hold him accountable for it that was pretty epic I wonder if that would have been the defense here <laughs> hey you don't know it's real footage yeah, I mean, we faked so much about the maybe capabilities was, of our vehicles. So, was, uh, why not
2: this? Maybe what was outside oh, the window oh, was just green oh, screens, and this oh. was all filmed in a studio. I just got myself in trouble. Nobody, uh, I, I didn't even hear boys. what you said, which is highly concerning, to be completely <laughs> honest. Um, but I, I,
0: anyway. I was poking at the Tesla fanboys. Oh, no, that's fine. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, I feel like they have toned it down a lot. Like the, remember how it used to be
2: when you would point out anything well, okay, that's not positive okay, about a okay, Tesla? Okay, okay, To, to defend that slightly, I think that's because people were getting very defensive about electric cars in general. Because they wanted electric cars to become a thing. And Tesla was like, it's best chance of that happening. And now that has happened. And now it's like, mm. And now it's like, oh man, producing all these batteries is like really hard and there's downsides to things and stuff. Yeah, generating power in certain places like here, it's very easy. Power is very economical here and quite environmentally friendly because it's all falling water. I also think a uh, big part of it is to that, whatever. Blah blah blah.
0: The cult of personality around
2: that also particular that individual has eroded a lot. Did you lot. see the what was it a Valorant match? Did you see this, Dan? I don't remember hey, what it was. Hey, what? <laughs> 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 there was there was some form of match that he was at recently, some gaming event. Elon Musk. Uh, yeah. Oh. And he was spotted in the crowd by the by the camera people um and put on the big screens and then everyone was booing while he was on camera not everyone audibly the crowd was booing while he was on camera and then after he was off camera they started um chanting like bring back twitter or something like that i don't know what it was but it was it was pretty funny
1: that um, uh, that is impressive that's got to be that's got to suck um but anyways you yeah. could you could try blocking them in real life
0: i got to say i um <laughs> having had the experience that i did recently i i do feel for the guy you know doing something that is actually bad and people being mad at you for it is quite a thing (laughs) i'm not saying i i'm not saying he doesn't deserve it i'm just saying that I have some empathy.
2: Due to recent events, I feel empathetic for Elon Musk. Is a genuinely hilarious statement. I, I just, I have to. That is actually so funny. I don't like. Yeah, doing something catastrophically stupid and having oh. people call you out for it
1: is. Uh, it's not something I would recommend. <laughs> I bet Linus would have rebranded it to X as well. Just L. L. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there you go. We're renaming it L. <laughs> and when you install it on your phone, you're going to take the L. Take <laughs> oh, oh, my L. Wait, that remember. is actually better branding oh. than what he's done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, At least okay, it's funnier. Okay. Uh, whoa.
2: Um, so oh,
1: Star-ish hold on, release, there's
2: more. We talked about that. No,
0: no, there's more. There's more. Uh, in no. other Tesla news this week... Uh, oh, no, this is not this week. What? This is yeah, ages what are you talking ago. Yeah, So the way that he may have been doing this, right, this is why this surfaced again, is the Elon mode that exists for hands-free full self-driving. This was surfaced back in June of this year, but a Tesla software hacker found an Elon mode driving feature that seems to allow Tesla vehicles with full self-driving to operate without any driver monitoring. So while he was paying attention, it's possible that the way that he was able to so confidently film himself while he was supposed to be operating a vehicle was by using a not- uh, street legal version of the software which very cool um, makes perfect sense and Should be a thing <laughs> All right, Sea of Stars All I ask is No spoilers in chat You might just want to not reach out for a bit because people are gonna hear that and then purposely try to spoil it for I'm you. gonna close chat. Yeah, so there's no point doing it because I'm not gonna see it. Yeah. Both my chats are closed. Boom. You're done Yeah, good. um Okay, so then what can we say? Because I am one of those people who I, I am obsessive about knowing absolutely nothing about a piece of media that I know I'm going to consume. I've, I, I read one article about Sea of Stars.
2: It went on my to playlist. Um, I think the notes that are in the doc right now are fine. Okay. I'll read through it. Yeah. Sea of Stars released this week for, uh, to a great deal of excitement, given its visual and thematic similarity to JRPGs of JRPG classics of the past, like Final Fantasy and Chrono Trigger. Reviews have praised its maps, word building, I think it's world building, I like word building though, it's probably true enough, uh, world building, combat, characters, music, and story. And then there's just discussion questions. Wow, there's so not all, much more than that. I'm, all the
0: notes. I'm like... A big part of the motivation for me to finally pick up Chained Echoes was that I've had this list of these, you know, classic JRPG-inspired games to play. That's been kind of building up as some of them have come out. Here, I gotta, I gotta check what's on my list now.
2: Okay. Uh, my... uh, the discussion questions my here list. are: Are we entering a better era of gaming? And dang, tootin', it seems like it. I think we maybe have been here for a little bit, and it took me until pretty much now to accept it and realize it. Uh, because I was traumatized from games for years. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think things are good. I think things are good right now. Like okay. The amount of bangers coming out is actually like crazy. In no particular order,
0: here are some of the games that are on my I, I absolutely must play. Um, Destroy All Humans, Dragon Quest XI, play that Chinese game that's basically Breath of the Wild. That's hilarious. Genshin. <laughs> Just, I, I wrote this a lot down a long know if you're time ago. Like Genshin, I, I probably won't, based on that. I didn't like Breath of the Wild too, or rather that it didn't suck me in. Um, mm. uh, play Fantasian, which I made it a lot of the way through until I reached like kind of some mobile gamey, stupid like QC issues or like I shouldn't call them quality control. It Did crash a fair bit on my Apple TV, but um, more like um, QA, like like uh, game testing, uh, game testing issues. Uh, Project Triangle Thing on Switch, Uh, Bravely Default 2, which I have checked off, It Takes Two, TIE Fighter Total Conversion, Sea of Stars. So Sea of Stars has been on here since before. Rise of the Third Power, Arafel, Titanfall 2 single player, Risk of Rain 2,
2: uh, Stray. Oh, I've played that. Cool. Risk of Rain 2. Did you play Risk of Rain 1? No. I don't know if you're going to care about Risk of Rain 2.
0: Barrington recommended that I play it with you. So I don't know. Make of that Mm -hmm. what you will. Yeah. Um, Reach the Future Final Fantasy Tactics mod. That sounds cool. I've totally forgotten about that. That Final Fantasy game for Android. Oh, oh, this is super cool. I found an article about this on somewhere, and they were like, hey, remember that Final Fantasy game that absolutely nobody ever talked about and was basically the very end of good mobile games? It's called Final Fantasy Dimensions. It's heavily inspired by Final Fantasy V, is like a like a sprite pixel art style Final Fantasy game no microtransaction crap you just like buy it for $14 or whatever it is you play it on your Android device and um, and then microtransaction hell happened and that was it that was like that was like the end but it's still out there you can still get it
2: yeah it only Um, has 3.6 stars it's
0: very true to the older games there's some quality of life stuff but apparently I haven't played it yet but apparently it's like very old style and maybe not everyone maybe not oh, everyone would wait. like that. Dimensions.
2: Yeah, I searched Final Fantasy Dimensions. The first thing that came up was Final Fantasy B. E. W. O T V. I have no idea what the that is. The next thing is Final Fantasy Dimensions. I don't know why it's second and it's rated much more highly. Yeah, what's what's the star rating? Uh, four point three. Yeah, okay. Which for a mobile app is like that's great. Um local co-op game grounded.
0: Max Payne. I still haven't played a single Max Payne game. Uh, Pixel Cup Soccer. Max Pain's good. Chained Echoes. Ooh. I'm gonna check that off. I'm on the final dungeon. I've played enough of that. Um, 8-Bit Adventures, The Forgotten Journey, and Sequel.
2: Octopath Traveler. I still haven't played Octopath Traveler. (sighs) This is an interesting little story. So that's my list. That's my list of stuff that I will play, darn it. Final Fantasy Dimensions, 4.3 stars. Final Fantasy Dimensions 2, 2. 2.6 stars. Well, yeah. Womp,
1: Womp, womp, womp.
0: I should just, you know what I should do is I should just let the community, like, order my games. I'm not going to let them pick games because they probably will have a hard time picking games that I would actually get into and enjoy. Um, But if I just, like, took my game order and they were just like, yeah, just play them in this order, then I could just just always not think about it. Because, honestly, choice paralysis is a huge problem for me. Oh, and that's probably me. Uh, I'm back on my old Note 9, and I think... It's also contributing to the interference this time.
2: Do Titanfall 2 first.
0: Oh, shoot. No, that was on the list. I just didn't say it because you already knew that one. you said order, though. Oh, uh, was it on the list? Yeah. Did I say it? Okay, I thought I skipped it. Sorry. Um, (laughs) Fartmuncher69420 asks, Have you tried Final Fantasy VI? (laughs) There, There
2: are some things I worry about with you. I can't tell if you're memeing or not where I, like, I've like i been trying to get him to watch one particular movie for like Pirates actually like 13 years or something.
0: Yeah, and my sister's been trying to get me to watch um, uh, Fanboys. You've also been trying to get me to watch Hackers, which I I intend to watch them. I, I really do. I just... Yeah,
2: except it's been 13 years. I find very so, little time so the, to
0: consume the, media. The
2: problem is at this point, when he finally watches it, it's going to be impossible for it to live up to whatever hype this is. I don't consider your recommendation that hype. And then Titanfall, Titanfall 2. No, I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Titanfall 2 is like, I, I just, I don't, it's a fantastic single player shooter game, but we've been talking about it for years now, so like. I, I'll, I'll enjoy it. Don't even, don't even
0: worry. I don't know. If it's anywhere near as good as Fear, then I'll enjoy the crap out of it. And it probably very, is. It's a
2: very, different game.
0: But it, it's, it doesn't have like good gunplay. Yeah. And any interesting mechanics. Yes. Then I'll be fine. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I'm right. not. I'm not all that. Right. I'm not actually that picky. Right. Um,
2: it's just you know what the big challenge is is that it's really hard for if me to watch, sit at my computer. If you play. watch BlackBerry before Pirates of Silicon Valley, I'm actually gonna be pissed. What's BlackBerry? Good. What? That's all I'm saying. Am I
0: supposed to know what BlackBerry is? Not particularly. Oh my goodness, it's my phone for sure. BlackBerry movie. I've watched The Social Network. I watched that before Pirates of Silicon Valley. You like that? No. (laughs) It was a silent one, but I farted. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I saw you do the lip.
2: (laughs) A Canadian? Someone said Blackberry's good. Yeah, and you know what it it, it, like takes a lot of inspiration from? Pirates of Silicon Valley! (sighs) Oh my god. (sighs) Anyways, Uh, sorry. um. Oh.
0: Is the is the na- is the name of the stream on floatplane wrong? Bias Stubby Rune Kyle's day?
1: You might need uh, you might need to refresh.
0: Oh, okay. Maybe I've had it open since before the Oh yeah, there we go. Okay, good job, Dan. Um, cool. There we go. <laughs> Yeah, that was a that was a stream we ran today. Um, every time someone bought a stubby screwdriver, it would make a noise in Kyle's office, and then we had a live stream running of his office um, that was Floatplane exclusive. Apparently, they did some Q and A and stuff on it as well. That's cool. Uh, so that's yeah, it's pretty cool. It was inspired by Puget Systems when we did the tour there. They have uh, like a gong that goes off in their warehouse every time someone buys a computer. Which I imagine, you know, when you're selling, you know, three, four, $10,000 computers, they do a lot of really high end workstations and stuff there. Uh, probably doesn't go off that often for a, you know, still very sustainable, you know, profitable company or whatever. Uh, whereas when you're talking like a $60 screwdriver on launch day, it was going off basically continuously for quite a while there. Uh, apparently Kyle did not get any work done today, according to Float Plane Chat, that's amazing. That makes sense. That's okay, his work was to entertain you guys.
2: I have watched Antitrust, by the way. Uh, good for you. Am- no, no I, for- I, know, I I know, I know. Come I'm on! Just,
0: I'm just, a- I'm messing with him a lot today. It's been a lot. It's I'm okay. like actually kind of, it's, okay. uh, it's a long weekend. I'm feeling spicy, I'm feeling
2: spicy today. <laughs> um, Speaking of spicy... Intel announces a photonic chip with scads of threads. Scads. Scads. That's that's a metric
0: term. Metric scads. It's a real unit. <laughs> I don't believe you. It's like a moment. You know, we use it colloquially, but it's actually a real thing.
2: That one's actually true, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, scads is true. Look it up. Is it actually?
2: Yes. No, I'm not going to do it. He's going to do it. No. Nope. He has to now. Nope. Because... Nope you nope. know Intel has could... unveiled puma a photonic chip that is based on custom risk architecture with eight cores and 66 threads per core for a total of 200 528 threads modern x86 cpus usually have only two threads per core with some with some exceptions um such as Intel's xeon phi which had four threads per core ibm's power eight which had Eight. Which isn't a modern x86 chip, but is a modern chip. Yep. And Sun Spark chips, which went up to 16. Which is also not x86, but... Yeah. yeah. It's just that we said modern x86. No, so I, have... I totally got you. Yeah, yep. it's, it's worded weird. Uh, the, the chip only uses 75 watts of power and uses 32 optical I.O. ports that each operate at 32 gigs per second per... Direction. Direction. Wow. Holy crap. For a total of one terabyte per second of total bandwidth, there are optical interconnects between chips so they can be connected together in eight socket server sleds that in turn interconnect with each other. Yeah, so like optical optical networking, like directly to the... I forget what tour we were on. I think Riley called this Sam Altman's wet dream, which I thought was <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Uh, we were on a tour
0: where we were looking at a configuration that had basically like fiber optic connectivity between, what, were they like daughter boards or something? I can't remember. Man, it's escaping me now. But it was super cool. And they were kind of talking to us about the future of, of like scalability in the data center and how as they get fiber optics closer and closer to the actual dyes, we're going to see the lines blur between what is a chip, and what is yeah. many chips, yeah. and what is many servers full of many chips,
2: um, computing unit. Yeah, it's
0: uh, I. The our our discussion question here is, uh, will this ever make sense for the consumer prosumer market? Honestly, ever is a really really big word, but I don't see it coming anytime soon. I mean, both soon, I
2: don't think so, but ever, I actually do think so. Both Intel and AMD have completely abandoned even HEDT. You're, you're running, you as in Dan, not the audience, you are running uh, uh, like LLM AI stuff at home, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Dan isn't everyone in the world currently, but there's really cool applications for having your own version at home that could potentially learn off yourself in the long run. Maybe not so much right now, okay. but in the, in the long run. Uh, and also it keeps it more
1: private. There's benefits. Do you think you could see that becoming a thing? What, running them at home? Yeah, for like average people? We were really hoping that there was going to be this breakthrough technology. One sec. Uh, Which would basically bring like data center level GPU production to the home from consumer cards, but that ended up not materializing. There's some more development in that space right now. When we
2: talked about that, I I hardcore called it.
1: I remember that conversation. That it wasn't going to be possible? Oh yeah, uh, by that point I knew it wasn't going to be possible. Mm. There's some new stuff that's probably kind of exciting in that space too. Um, so that's kind of not going to be happening, but the 4090s and these high-end cards that are consumer-grade actually perform a lot better than some of the dedicated machining learning cards uh, that, that NVIDIA produces. Pretty the only downside is that you can't squish 16 of them together into one big GPU. So and that's, frame, VRAM they're limited. not super data center yeah, friendly. And, yeah. yeah, so that's that's a disadvantage. Um, but it's really nice. Uh, we're we're kind of doing it, I'm doing it at home, more as like the hype's died down now. And so now we're learning. Now we're actually trying to build tools. We're trying to figure out how they function. We're trying to understand how they work with GPUs. Why are they limited to single GPU? Why can't that be spread across multiple GPUs? Uh, why is inference only able to happen in a single section of vram why can't that be segmented or something like that and learning how llms function the different types of tunes and models and Loras and all the little settings that you don't get to play with when you're using the big boy uh, online llms um so this this yeah. all to me mm-hmm. feels like uh something
2: that is not consumer ready yet Hell but no. it's in that niche enthusiast space Actually, it might actually get to consumers eventually. A
1: lot of people have been producing really, really easy tools that you can basically, you go to one GitHub page, you download a one-click installer. You've and, already lost 90% of people. I mean, yeah, but I mean, that is way easier than building something from source. For you sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, definitely. So somebody That's a who's step. a little bit computer savvy. I mean, the the entry point for everybody is just these online websites, right? But then you're just playing with them. You're not like tinkering, right? um but it's pretty easy to get going Um, and they run on consumer cards i think we could see this type of tech being in the home for sure just hell yeah definitely not now and the nice thing is uh if you're worried about privacy like i want to play with uh having a home assistant ai in my house yeah i don't want all the microphones in my house calling back to google (laughs) or amazon or microsoft every six seconds so it runs in my bedroom you know, that's the kind of that's the kind of space where where I'm really seeing this is going to shine.
0: Faran Hadi um, says, "At Linus, it was the IBM tour where they had like eight CPUs sharing cache between chips." Yeah, like it, oh man, that that's was wild. that was cool stuff. So yeah, if you guys check out the IBM Z tour that we did, uh, man, I, IBM reached out recently. They want to work together again because they were like thrilled with how that video went. But honestly, I I was thrilled with how that video went too, but I'm a little bit worried that so much of what we were able to say the first time around is going to be redundant the second time around because Z moves slowly. And that's kind of the point, right? Is that they are, they're cutting edge, but in sort of a, a, a lumbering, big iron... Giant icebreaker style. Kind of way.
2: Getting into unfound territory, but you're...
0: Yeah. And so I I worry that if I were to go do it again, I'd be like, what is Z for? The same thing it was for last time, but this one's even more wild and better. But then maybe I'm underestimating them. Maybe I'm going to show up and they're going to be like, oh yeah, but you know, what about this? Uh, so who knows? I, I was just I was blown away by the kind of cool stuff they had. Just everything from their you know custom memory modules to the, those optical interconnects and stuff. Super cool.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we have like one or two more topics, and then it's after dark. Yeah, I think so. I mean, YouTube offers amnesty for channel warnings. Yeah, YouTube is going to be changing their community
0: guidelines policy so that creators can get violation warnings removed from their channel if they complete an educational training course on YouTube's content policies. If creators complete the course and then go 90 days without violating the same policy again, the warning will be lifted. According to YouTube, more than 80% of creators who receive a warning never violate policies again. Of course, many of those creators were inappropriately flagged and never violated any policy to begin with and we're not really sure if that's reflected in the numbers but would still have to take the course, even if they were incorrectly flagged. Um, Our discussion question here is, why doesn't YouTube Mm. fix their policy ambiguities and inaccurate moderation? And I know the answer to that. The answer is that if they keep it ambiguous, they give themselves more flexibility in terms of enforcement. That's the answer. That's always the answer. Unpopular opinion. They might need that. Everybody wants super clear guidelines. Oh, for things like, okay, so here's something that a lot of people don't know. This is like inside baseball. Uh, YouTube has engines that run internally that analyze thumbnails for whether or not they are clickbait. Did you know that? No. Yeah. So they will rate a video's title and thumbnail for how (laughs) clickbait-like they are. And this includes all kinds of factors, like the expression on the face and what objects are in it and similarity to other uh, clickbait um, thumbnails. And when I say clickbait, I mean the actual definition of clickbait, which is baiting someone into clicking something that they otherwise wouldn't. I'm not talking about you know, effective packaging that is clickable for something that, you know, is similar to, you know, what the thumbnail was, where the thumbnail is representative of the content. I'm talking about like the old school, like Phil DeFranco thumbnails with the just like boobs in them all the time. Clickbait, right? So, so YouTube has systems that will analyze thumbnails and determine how, how, how clickbait they are. And they give creators general guidelines Like, oh, if you were to do this, that would be an example of something that would possibly be uh, treated as kind of clickbaity, at least initially. You know, if they find that it's a quality piece of content and people who click on it are quite satisfied, then that will derank it in clickbaitness. But these are things that might get your content kind of flagged as possibly clickbait. But they won't tell you exactly what those things are for two reasons. A, they're always changing. (laughs) And B, and that's by design. And B, if they tell us exactly where the lines are, there's going to be a significant proportion of content creators that are going to go
1: right up against them.
0: And that's the way that it is. Whether it's community guidelines, or whether it's you know clickbait analysis, or you know w- w- whatever it happens to be, or whether it's you know a, a, a spiffing Brit you know hack the platform. Um, you know, exploit like whether it was uh, polls and polls in community posts or you know whatever else it is, you know they're always looking for ways to to open up exploits and close them, and, and it's always changing. The sands are always shifting, and that is one hundred percent on purpose. What else we got today? Uh, not a ton. Okay, let's call that it. I think it's time for Wan Show After Dark. Sure. Sounds good. Um, Dan, Oops. do we have any possible hope of getting through all these merch messages?
1: Well, if you start going through the potentials while I take a while to uh, stand up and turn off the light, yeah, maybe.
0: I, I couldn't help noticing that it's been a bit of a day for merch messages. I didn't
1: even notice. It has been I think I'm just... Just in the zone? I'm just capable of this now. Just rocking it? It's just been this for so many weeks. My fingers are fire! <laughs> I, I, I had like a new. It. I had a new keyboard made. That you can't even hear anymore it's awesome oh oh what? yeah i haven't heard yeah. it yeah uh i tried every single keyboard that we had in the building uh i mean it's just it looks like a normal keyboard it, it has, really does it, it has I, new I was, switches
0: i was expecting to be very impressed no, by you but here right like, next
1: to the mic keyboard I, we, we can't see what you're doing oh, oh he's it's the sound it's just the sound yeah, yeah, but i mean it's
0: off the camera I,
1: it's, it's, it's robotic
0: this is, this is a video uh, pot oh my god
1: <laughs> um Wow!
2: You're upsetting it. You're gonna be (laughs) angry. Camera.
1: (laughs) Okay, there we go. This is uh, this is my voice for comparison. Very quiet. What are the switches? I have no idea. (laughs) Did Plouf recommend them or something? I don't know. Matt made it. He killed it. It's awesome. Okay, cool. Uh, Sick. Uh, Oh yeah, I was getting up. Do for the potentials. Oh sure. Yeah. Um, Sort of the top.
0: Sure, I'll I'll start. Oh my! I it took me that long to scroll past incoming. there's a lot. Uh, We might be boned. Um, Okay, well I'll just curate that one. Oh crap! There's uh, okay. There's not that many that he actually curated. Okay, so that's good. We might be we might be okay here, Dan. Oh yeah. Um, Okay, Uh, Jan Michael asks, what feature would make you want to upgrade back to a slab style phone? You know what? I think I'm just at the point now where I appreciate the pros and cons of everything. Um, iOS, Android, the the deal breaker for me for iOS is not being able to sideload apps. If Apple addressed that, which they might with some of the stuff that's been going on with the EU, if Apple addressed that, I just don't think it would make much of a difference to me because every platform has its pros and cons. And honestly, I feel the same way about folding versus non-folding. There's issues with folding phones. There's uh, advantages to folding phones. We actually have a video coming that's just 10 things that are just plain better about folding phones. And it it is not a video about things that are bad about slab phones. It's just a video about things that are great about folding phones. And I guess I just see it that way across the board now i'm going back to the note 9 there are some things that are bothering me my wi-fi chipset seems to be kind of flaky like i can't connect to five gigahertz at home even though i can connect to it here and every other device in my house can do five gigahertz at home i'm using the same access points at home that we are at the office which is really wild um so like there's some issues and it's it's slow it, it definitely feels slow now but it's been fine it's been totally fine um actually luke i want to get your take on this mm. I had a plan to do a two-part video series where the community picks a phone for me. Okay. So part one, I lay out everything I've liked about every phone I've ever owned and everything that I have disliked about every phone I've ever owned. So I basically I walk into a wireless wave, you know, like a like a like a chain mobile device store. Those still I, exist? So I'm I think so. Okay. But basically I'm 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 role-playing as someone who walks into a mobile device store. I lay out my needs, and then I basically just give it to the community, and I take whatever the top-up voted device is, I use it for a month. And then I come back, and I basically go, you guys nailed it, or you guys got it totally wrong. Or, okay, so I came up with this idea when I dropped the fold in the pool. <clears throat> Before that happened, I had apparently reached out to the Fairphone folks. My Fairphone 5 review sample arrived today. Which should I do? Should I let the community pick a phone for me to use for a month? Or should I just review the Fairphone for a month? Or, or should I mention in that video that the Fairphone 5 is totally an option and I totally have one and see if they just want me to try that one?
2: Maybe that. I like, I like uh, the Fairphone at the, at the very least being an option. Everyone says both. I hate doing phone reviews now, though, guys. It's, uh, it's such a hassle. Everybody's saying Fairphone. But here's the thing. If you do the other option... And then just vote for Fairphone. That seems cool. That's more democratic. Yeah. I think so. You're going to get trolled, though, if you do a poll. That's my one concern.
0: I mean, I, I, I actually, you know what? We've had this conversation, and I, that, that was raised by, I think, both didn't, Jordan did,
2: and James. Didn't the internet send, like, Taylor Swift to a school for the deaf or something?
0: Here's my argument back. Don't underestimate... The fanboyness of fanboys. How much don't do underestimate people underestimate internet trolls? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I... No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But also, <laughs> don't underestimate the fanboyness of fanboys. Think about how eager people are to have someone else try this that thing they like. And phones. Good lord. People are very emotional about their phones. And it makes sense, right? It's the thing that is with you more than almost anything else that isn't permanently attached to your body. Like, what is it that you carry more reliably in your life than your phone? I would take, if I had to pick between keys, wallet, and phone, I would take my phone 100% of the time. Yeah.
2: It's, I mean, that's. you have a lot of your wallet on your phone, and your phone can probably work uh Yeah, but so would you probably. For, uh, At least less, less than think. credit card? Yeah. Yeah, as a mm, sort
0: of. To be clear, I'm not, not talking. I'm not talking for a year. I'm talking yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. you leave the house. You have time to grab one of the three. Which one is it? Uh, keys. Okay.
2: Let's assume <laughs> that you have a way of start. You I'm, you. I'm. I'm being a jerk. You have your car key. On a technicality. Okay. Well, I need to You're, lock my house, so I need at least two of them. I need to get into the office, probably. So I need three of them. You don't need a key to get into the office. You need your phone. Mm. <laughs> Depends what time it is. <laughs>
0: Probably you need your phone. <laughs> anyway, I, I think you understand my point. Yes. Um, so, so, it's, so, it's, it's, so it's one of those things that it makes sense that people are very emotional about. They yeah. interact with it more than probably almost any other device in their life, right? Probably more than their families in some cases. So I, I think there's a solid chance of both. I think I might get trolled. But I think the farthest the trolling might go is they want me to use an iPhone for a month or something like that. Like, I think people will actually want to vote for their phone that they love.
2: But we'll see. Y- you can do whatever you want. Can I, though? That poll's going to get trolled. I, I, no, I believe you. I believe every, every you. Every poll gets
0: trolled. It's like a rule of the internet. I mean, I, I, we're going to lay out at least some ground rules, right? Like, I'm not going to use a phone that's not compatible with modern networks. Like, that's just stupid. Um... So, like, I think we we could we could lay out a ground rule like it has to support a reasonably modern version of Android or iOS. Like, I'm not going to use an iPhone 3GS. That I, I actually have work to do. Like, I have a life. Um, so, yeah, yeah, you're right. People might troll, but it would be within reason. Um, I don't know if that's true. I mean, it'll have to be. Then we'll lay out rules. I mean, if we lay out those rules that I already gave... It has to support at least the last couple of versions of Android. So it can't be anything super old. And it has to support the latest version of iOS. Like it there. can't be that bad? Yeah. Yeah, like people might find some obscure thing, but I mean, yeah, maybe that would be interesting. Like there's tons of Android phones out there that you've never heard of from brands that... In some cases, you've never even heard of the brand. Like, did you know Cat makes phones? Like the like yes, the absolutely. tractor company. I don't know why I knew that, but yes. Yeah, they're 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 super cool. Some of them have built in thermal cameras. Actually, pretty sick from yeah. FLIR, like yeah, actual, Fleer like yeah. proper thermal cameras in them. Yeah, um, I have one that I keep at home. Um, just because, like, occasionally we'll be doing a shoot at my house, and it's like, oh, we need a thermal camera, and we don't have the big one. And it's like, ah, yes, but we have something, which is better than nothing. Uh, People asked if I gave up on the Fold 5. I never switched to the Fold 5. I decided it was too much hassle and kept my Fold 3, which I then promptly dropped in a pool. So um, I've been using my Note 9. (laughs) There there was just a long delay between filming and releasing
1: that short circuit because of our production delay. All right. All right. Shall we get into these? Let's do it. I'll try and get through them nice and quickly. Um, Let's see. Oh, we've got them moving down. Uh any plans to make a plushie motherboard and case to go with the plushy c- CPU and GPU? No, I think the novelty kind
0: of wore off for people on the plushie CPU. It doesn't sell that well anymore. So uh we have some stuff coming. We have a plushie VR headset.
1: <laughs> oh, I saw that. Yeah, that's that's awesome. like a clean pillow?
0: Nope. Oh.
1: Not practical at all. Ah.
0: It's the VR headset for people who get nauseated by actual VR.
1: Okay. All right.
0: Yep. It comes with little, little plushy controllers. It's
2: a, it's a portable
0: cave. The first versions of the controllers were very phallic. <laughs> well, it's the stitching, you see, because the handle comes to a point, ah. and there's a cross stitch right there. Yep. Yep. It looked like a pee hole. Ah. And, uh. and the fact that you put your hands on them like this really didn't help. Mm-hmm.
1: Luke. Yes. Can we get a, a BG3 update? Baldur's Gate 3 update. An update? They want an update. Uh I guess did uh, playing? Yes? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know.
2: I don't know what to say. Uh it's it's great. It's absolutely fantastic. It's uh, we'll see how Star Citizen, or Starfield goes in the long run, but uh it's potentially my game of the year. Absolutely amazing game. Larian should be extremely proud. If you haven't played it yet, I would highly
1: recommend it. It's beautiful. Work of art. What is the maddest you have gotten at a pet? What did they do? Dan is not a pet.
0: <laughs> I mean, not to you, I guess. Wonk. Wow. 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 Um not yeah. to me either, to be very clear. You might be to someone. You don't pay me enough. What no, I be, no, that's not my, that's not my point. I not say I'm just saying some people's relationships I don't judge, I don't shame. Some people have a certain dynamic. I'm just saying that we don't know. We don't know. I don't know.
2: think I've ever gotten that mad at my pets. I have. Just train them. Uh, well I haven't had cats.
0: I've had very stupid pets before. Oh. So like what? <laughs> I mean, okay, okay. I I used to get really mad at my goat <laughs> because she would get out <laughs> because she's a goat. Yeah, and that makes sense. And my parents said if she gets out anymore, um, we're going to eat her. I remember this story. Yeah, so like there was a lot at stake, sir. Yeah, I know I did that. <laughs> They're a little mine... small to make steaks. You don't I've, make I've got, steaks.
2: <laughs> I've got a story. It's not actually being mad at my pet, but it was being mad and it had something to do with one of my pets. But when I was growing up... Um, both of our dogs were getting to a very advanced point of age. Mm. Um, So we knew it was kind of coming, but um, my parents told me I had a hockey game. And this is like pre-online schedules, right? So you're like writing down information you hear from your coach. Um, So I was like, man, I really don't think so, but like, okay. So I like, it's kind of sudden and weird. Like there was no like, they tell me the night before or anything and it's like okay it's at kind of like a weird time of day and like nothing really seems right but I throw my gear in the in the van and my dad and I go drive there and we get to the hockey arena and it's like abandoned and I'm like what and it was a diversion because they had to go put one of our dogs down and he was trying to like I did not appreciate that. I understand what they were trying to do. They have since apologized. I understand that they were trying to do it over the kindness of their hearts. There was no malcontent. There was none of that stuff going on. Malicious intent. Malicious intent. Yep, there we go. Very close. Um, yeah. But I hated that.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, I can vouch that Luke's parents from everything Fantastic that I've heard parents. and seen... No, I wasn't, I wasn't even going to say Love that. my parents. I was going to say good people. Yep. That's more than just being a good parent. They, from everything I've seen, they are good people and sometimes good people make mistakes.
2: I I hated that. I hated that. There's very, very few things my parents have ever done that I would say that I, I hated very few. I can't even think of any others at all. Um, but but I hated that. <laughs> that yeah, sucked. Okay. Um, yeah, I think. and I, I get it too because like there's that whole thing you hear when like it, it feels like your kids are aging super fast, and maybe if yeah. I was a little bit younger, maybe that is what they should have done. But at that age, like I kind of like I felt like I needed to experience that, if that right. makes sense. Uh, I needed to be there, all that type of stuff. So I, it sucked. But like I don't know, parents are gonna screw up sometimes. Like yeah. it's fine. It's it's fine. It just it just
0: sucked. Uh, we had a really dumb dog that um, didn't recognize the difference between just like running around in the yard and his family being attacked, and couldn't <laughs> seem to figure out, even though I still lived there, that I was part of the family. So whenever I would like run around with my little brother and like like you know, or even like play fight with him or whatever, uh, he would like
2: misunderstand in a big way, which is like quite a few dogs. It's weird. They'll they'll horse around with each other. And they'll play fight with each other, and they're fine if you play fight with them. But the second you play fight with each other as as humans, they don't like that. Yeah. So he um, so he would get
0: like very aggressive with me, um, and once he bit me so hard he broke skin, and I still have a scar on my leg from it. So I was I was pretty mad about that. Yeah, I was like, that makes sense. I was like, sir, you
2: need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's how you dealt with it. Yeah. Um, sir, uh, sir, you're biting my leg, sir yeah I, well
0: the thing is like he it's it was a funny thing cause what like he kn- he knew that I was definitely in charge of him cause like when I yelled at him about it he like got it immediately and was like whoops <laughs> and this is something we've talked about before sir <laughs> so you know he knew but he just he was just kinda dumb and would get kinda like riled up and uh, yeah very stupid um, very stupid dog not very trainable by the way like, I've, I've, I've seen the spectrum. We were not good at training, I will tell you that much. Like, just a family with five kids, you're going to get a lot of inconsistent signals for a dog. And my parents had very little interest in animals other than their function on the hobby farm, right? Like, that. so, yeah. But we saw... I've seen a very smart dog, and then I've seen a very stupid dog. And um, basically, same environment.
2: Some dogs just... Some dogs need more attention. I I do think the potential for trainability is often higher than people think, but it it takes time. If you ever met Basil, I promise you, you would change your tune. I've ran into a lot of people's dogs that they said that type of thing about um, and have had more success than they've had.
0: Literally killed by his own stupidity.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I do remember that story. Yeah. Yeah. That's Basil. I don't know. Yeah. Not a genius. Yeah. Um, anywho. Yeah, but like my, my parents have a Chihuahua. Yeah, no, no, I I know. Not known for being particularly but, smart, knows tons of tricks, all this kind of stuff. But my mom's also like an award winning dog trainer. Yes. And all this other stuff. So I, it's like, yeah, yeah. It can be way harder. I can totally agree with that.
0: Barely knew his own name. Yeah. And trust me, we like tried that, tried one. On that one. Most yeah. dogs will figure out how to come when they're called. Yeah. Like even if you are a pretty incompetent trainer. That is true he was kind that one not not the one that bit my leg um, yeah no the, this not the root sir yeah, or... this dumb one was he was very kind um, he absolutely meant well with absolutely everything he did but he couldn't do the right thing to save his life he was just a very very stupid animal yeah um anyways moving on when will we get the wan dll pickle to go with the banana for scale is that what these are? These are cucumbers. No,
1: that was for you to take home and enjoy with your family. They're... they're... Dan's... no. Dan, no. No, no, no. I meant that in a sweet way, not <laughs> in a weird way. Dan's mom grew those, and they're very nice. No, <laughs> stop it. Stop it. No.
0: Uh, stop what? I'm looking stop at it. Them. Stop it. it. Now, do you want I'm the just, big
1: one or the girthy one? I'm just I mean, holding them in like, my <laughs> hands. Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> both of you! I'm just holding both of them in my hands. Stop it! <laughs> One of them's for Luke. Oh, stop it! Do you want to touch my pickle? (laughs) I'm sure you could pickle (laughs) though. Go on, Luke. Grab it. (laughs) Oh, both hands. He jerked it. Oh my god! (laughs) Jerked it right out of my hands. I'm blushing. Going over here.
2: It's safe over there. Okay. Stop.
1: Stop. Thank you, Dan. You're very welcome, I hope you enjoy it. They're very good. Uh, what do we do- oh god, I have a job. Uh, a (laughs) high DLL, still patiently waiting for Secret Shopper 3. Are there fun April Fools videos ideas that would have been funny but you had to scrap? Or could you describe the brainstorming process for, uh, April Fools videos?
0: I have a couple. I'll just delete them from my doc when we're done, because I think there's there's probably at least a couple that I can share with you that are just realistically never going to happen. Um, oh, and in response, uh, no, I haven't finished painting my bike, so it hasn't turned out. I will get around to it. I think the shop that was working on the disassembly like got busy for the summer, and I had sort of told them when they took on the job, like I didn't really expect them to work on it in the summer, because um, it's like a kind of big project and kind of a stupid project. Um, so maybe we'll get back at it very soon and then I'll, I'll get the painting going over the winter and then maybe ride it next summer. Uh, LTT prep schedule. No, what is, what is this? Where's the video idea tracker doc? Hello, buddy. See, this is what I'm talking about. This phone is like, I, I pressed back on this document. Yeah, there, you finally saw it change. Um, yeah, video idea tracker LTT. This is the one. Oh my goodness. I clicked this doc like three times and it's, it, she's thinking... She's thinking about it. Hello? There we go. All right, it loaded. It loaded this. It is a pretty massive doc, in fairness. All right, April. April fools. Uh, oh, okay. This, uh, this idea I came up with back when that, that CPU walk in the rain video was sort of fresh on everyone's mind. So it's line 102 in this document out of like 900 lines. Uh, this is just like a general idea doc. So it was going to be a parody of like nature walks. Except I'm walking around in nature spotting stuff like servers and CPUs and computers. Um, you know, kind of throw in a little. Like
2: a, like a David Attenborough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: the, the wild, you know, you know, CPUs are frolicking here. And you can <laughs> see they're. Uh, oh, what's going on now? We've got a GPU coming in. Yeah, like so yeah. somewhere between David Attenborough and like Crocodile Hunter kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's obvious. That is ranked as a D idea d is for doom scroll so if you w- want to just kind of doom scroll crap ideas and look for a little bit of inspiration that's uh, uh okay what else we got uh this is really funny i'm gonna hold on to that one um oh this is really funny uh we might do this one uh hey luke what do you think of this one um kind of in the bottom quarter are your eyes good enough to read that i guess your close-up vision's okay are you down? <laughs>
2: It'd be a lot of work. <laughs> wow, uh, that would be amazing. But yeah, that would be an immense amount of work. Um, this was kind of, this was a fun one. I I I don't think we'd ever do wait, this. Wait, uh, wait,
0: aren't there people there? Well, uh, if they were ever not there, it would be funny. That could be really funny, yeah. actually. Um, uh, this one uh, April Fool's idea: Intel Extreme Downgrade. We go to someone's house and take five thousand dollars
2: worth of stuff. I like that. That, that sounds fun. leave them with like the arc jersey. Yeah, <laughs> holes in the wall. It's Just like, oh man, that would be pretty entertaining. Um,
0: this is a good one. Uh, we create the Akinator. You know that thing that guesses celebrity names. Oh yeah. But that it, but it gives out tech tips. And then except it's just a massive BS dialogue tree that always spits out the answer. Have you tried turning it off and turning it back on again? <laughs> okay, I've given you guys enough. That's already some like kind of B plus oh, A minus man. material. you shouldn't have said that one. We should have just done that on one of the websites. No, that's fine. Don't, yeah, it's okay. We got lots of good ideas, don't worry. Yeah. Uh, every time people are like, You guys are out of ideas, I'm like, you have no idea. We have so many like smart, talented, creative people here. There's no there's no shortage of ideas. There's a shortage of time to execute them. There's no shortage of ideas.
1: <laughs> Jane wants the downgrade. <laughs> I could use the downgrade. Jeez, It's just like a garbage removal. Get surface. rid of my stuff, please. <laughs> just take I it. Too much. I got too much crap. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, moving on. With the excitement uh. of a new Bethesda game, I wanted to ask what was the worst bug you have encountered in a video game. I
0: mean, worst is, like, if it just doesn't launch. Yeah, I don't, I don't,
2: that, that's one of my things with Bethesda bugs, is they're usually just funny. Non-progression is always really frustrating. That's not funny, yeah. Um, oh, I know the worst for me. Okay, do you?
0: I mean, I, I I was just thinking of the time I got really deep into Final Fantasy Tactics, and I happened to build my main character as, like, kind of a lightweight. Like, he wasn't a, wasn't big, de- he was like a support class so he wasn't heavy DPS, and he didn't have a lot of HP. And you get to this stupid fight with I think Weegraf or something like that, where he one on ones uh, your main character until your main character can unlock the door to let in the rest of your party. And I would just get one hit; I couldn't even get across the room. And so <laughs> yeah, because I didn't because I didn't follow you know retro game uh, save protocol. And have multiple waterfalling saves or whatever you would call that. Um, Like I didn't use all my save slots and then overwrite as I went. I just, I, there was no equipment and no class changes that I could make to him to survive this.
2: And it was a non-progression problem. It's not really like a bug, but it sucks. I have, I have two. Um, One of them, I was playing uh, XCOM Iron Man or whatever it's called, where... Uh, When people die, it's permadeath and you only have one version of the save of your game. So you can't like save scum to get someone back if they die. Hmm. Um, It's like a hardcore version of XCOM. This was years ago. Um, And I got to the very final mission. And for some reason, opening the door to the boss's room would crash my game 100% of the time. I tried it on different computers. I tried it on different versions of Windows. I tried everything. Could not progress from that point. Um, so, I just watched a Let's Play of someone beating the game, and was like, "All right, I guess that's it," because I wasn't gonna play through the entire thing again, because it it removes all your previous saves. You only have one save. So I was just like, "Okay, I I like I I made it here." OMFG Mine 2 killed me. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I guess this was like a thing. I don't, It's been too many years. I don't remember like if I Googled it and it was a thing or not. But like, yeah, I couldn't get into the boss's room. And that was that was really disappointing because that was felt like quite an accomplishment. And then the other one was Outer Worlds. Outer Wilds and Outer Worlds came out at a very similar time. Outer Worlds was an amazing game. I loved it. There's one room. If I open the room, the whole game crashes. And I've tried it different GPUs. I thought it was a driver error for a while. I tried different GPUs, different versions of Windows, different computers, everything. Again, nope, doesn't work. And it's just like, man, I've never gone back to the game. I really enjoyed playing it. Really good game. But I got a non-progression bug. I was just like, okay. I like Joe's answer. Tarkov is one giant frustrating bug. (laughs) That is accurate. Yeah. I I can't bring myself to play it anymore. I think the cheater expose actually just like broke it for me. So... I don't know. They had a wipe. I tried playing. I think I got like a couple hours into it and was just like, "No." There's also too many other good games. I didn't even mention this one. We've been talking about good games. Uh Battlebit. Yeah. Battlebit's awesome. Yeah, Alex Clark was telling me that I like need to play it and I was like, "Battlebit's really fun. It's all the good, it's all the things that made Battlefield good back in the day." Yeah, it has like weird Roblox graphics, but I mean, at least they're able to develop it more easily. Yeah. It's pretty cheap, and it runs
1: amazingly well. This is what I talk about. Spreadsheets. Games are just spreadsheets. If the game is good, it doesn't matter what it looks like. yeah. Right? Yeah, totally agree. Absolutely. It can look like whatever. But the core loop is there and the progression is there. Battle bit is fundamentally fun. It's fundamentally a good part game. And I that's enjoy where it, it. this is my core tenant when I do games is aesthetics don't matter. And it pisses off a lot of people because they don't understand that it actually really does matter. But if the game isn't fun to play, it's not a game. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah,
2: and like if BattleBit looked better, that would be sweet. Tell us how you really feel,
1: Dan. But like I used to play Eve online, I don't get to have comments. <laughs> I did too! Did you like to watch movies? <laughs> what like, you, while, while what's it like playing EVE Online? Well, you watch movies. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a lot of movies.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I played, like, back in OG days, so there was no... I only had one monitor and all that kind of stuff.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I also played more recently, but yeah, anyways. Anyways, moving on. Uh, Linus, how have you been liking your Ecobee thermostat? I don't care about anything smart home. I just want to be lazy and control my thermostat from my phone. Uh, They keep disconnecting from my Wi-Fi. It's super annoying.
0: I don't know that that's necessarily the Ecobee's fault. Um, But what I do know is that getting them reconnected is kind of a pain in the butt. If I go and I just key in the password and click connect, uh, it won't do it. I have to go get an iPhone not an Android phone. I have to go get an iPhone and I have to go through the connection uh, process on the iPhone and then it'll work every time. Um, So that's, it's clearly one of those for Apple users first and for everyone else, I guess you exist as well. uh, Products from, from my experience with it when they work, they work great. Um, But you know, it's probably not helping matters that their integration with home assistant is kind of clunky and the way we're working with the way that we're using them is kind of hacky so i think out of my nine i think it is six are still connected over the summer while i haven't been using them because i only use them for heat so i have to like get a few of them reconnected
1: and blah 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 so and no no no. first time dubby screwdriver buyer i mean yeah they are new uh i'm in search of high quality socks to buy while waiting for the ldt socks to release what's your go-to sock brand darn tough don't ask luke's it's not as good icebreaker (laughs) they're not as good i like them i know you like
0: them. i need to write that down too. i didn't say you don't like them i said they're not as good objectively like our materials person was like how the f about the darn tough socks they're like really amazing i don't know that having more materials makes it more better it's not the more materials it's it's like the the design is the composition of them they're just like amazing the the mach- she um she was saying that there's maybe a handful of machines on earth uh, that can weave like that um it, it, if anyone knows anyone who works at darn tough uh we have had a heck of a time we, we we would love to just co-brand with them at this point rather than trying to make our own socks um because I'm just I'm unwilling to put a sock on the store that I can't stand behind and now that I've experienced darn tough socks I just can't enjoy anything else <laughs> Luke can he likes his icebreakers and I'm really
2: happy for him I've also never had darn tough socks but yeah. I do really like my icebreakers and my icebreakers are a lot better than the demo prototype pair of socks that I tried on yeah. Yes, they are. They just are. Yeah. Elite. So
0: those were an early version of um, ones that we were trying to to come out with, and just so I'm I'm happy were we didn't not go enough. forward
2: with those, to be honest. Because nope. yeah,
0: I know, I know they weren't they weren't good enough. We we kept trying, and to be clear, there's lots of different versions of I'm our sure. like proto yeah. socks. Yeah. Some of them were probably better than what you have, but okay. none of them were good enough.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and oh yeah, something to note is darn tough socks are super expensive. They're like twenty US dollars a pair so i'm not necessarily really expensive too i even, don't remember how much they are but
1: yeah i'm not even recommending it hurts. them
2: it hurts to buy i'm just saying they're really good
1: but i mean if you're gonna wear them for like 10 20 years you know
2: that's one of the things with why i bought these is because like i had a previous pair i bought one pair for hiking back in the day um and i still have that pair and i bought those i think eight or nine years ago <laughs> and they're still great literally wore them yesterday so yeah, I don't know. And to be clear, or wait, no.
0: literally right now, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. You're not even necessarily talking ten years with them. But the way that I wear through socks, like I could wear through those like stupid Champion Costco ones. They they downgraded them significantly. The old ones were really good, and then the the ones that they have now, or at least the last time I looked at them, are garbage um and i would wear through them in like maybe five or six badminton sessions i would have a hole in the big toe uh or even like in the whatever the i don't know what is that it's not the heel of the foot it's the like here the ball in the ball of the foot
2: um from sliding from friction arch you're talking about where your your arch is no no, the ball of the foot okay so behind the toes yeah so padding behind behind the
0: toes but before the arch yes yeah um like, seriously, five or six wears. Whereas Darn Tough, I can get easily, like, 25 to 50. Um, they do have a lifetime warranty, but it's good for one time. So you don't just have socks for life. But given that I know that I will wear through every single one of them, the cost is effectively $12 per pair of socks, and they're really comfortable, and they're really breathable, and I don't have to, like, go replace them all the time, which is annoying. Um. Uh, Christopher S. says, Luke, would you be interested in a Boeing factory tour? The answer is yes. If so, hit me up. I have no idea how you want them to contact you, though, so um, I curated this, but I can archive it now. Annoyingly,
2: because I don't like Twitter, that's actually the easiest way. Okay, yeah, so you can hit him up on X. Yeah, or
0: that thing, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be one of those things where I start out calling it that because I'm memeing. And, then, and I, then it'll just keep going. And then I just keep doing it. Like GIFs
1: no no jeff is just correct (laughs) deal with it (laughs) uh hi dll from the uk luke as a fellow cto do you have any examples of where you have changed or added a process and been surprised by the impact it had made on productivity good or bad uh with the cto hat i don't think i've really been in it long enough to
2: do that the main thing we've been doing is like oh my god look at the state of everything we're actually working on potentially prepping uh, a video for you guys for the writer people of like wow this was the state of infrastructure uh i i thought of this idea because um he's off probation now but i don't know if he wants me saying his name publicly but the new it guy oh yeah we should ask because um i'll ask him i think people would be like pretty really
0: you know, if uh, they yeah. found out. Actually, yes, yeah. that'd be
2: cool. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll make sure I ask him at some point. Um, but it, he pulled out. Uh, I, I believe was it a switch, Dan?
1: Yes, it was a network switch. That was, is correct. It was an old water-cooled networking Stepped switch. What over? was
0: wrong with that?
1: Oh, you know, it's oh like
2: my God. probably the most corroded thing I've ever seen in my life, and was also out of water. Corroded.
0: Yeah. What do you mean by corroded? The the, Didn't Elijah the loop almost loop is hyper
2: gunked. Uh, he he unscrewed the top of the res, and then smelt it, and apparently almost threw up. Oh.
1: And that was running in production, boys! It was sitting behind Andy's desk for the entire time I've worked here. Someone probably should have put some extra water in there, and maybe some
2: biocide at some point.
1: I was scared to unplug it, because you don't turn off equipment so, like that. So we're gonna
2: see if we can find more things in that realm. Um, that'll probably be the headliner, because that's pretty amazing. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a great answer for you, because it's been, like, a low amount of months at this
1: point. Um, but, yeah, sorry. I don't know. Long-time fan, first-time merch messenger. I'm visiting Vancouver next spring and was wondering if there was any badminton updates to share. My local court is outside and closes in October.
0: Um, No. If anything, it's a little bit stalled right now. We've been pretty busy. Uh, We had hired a business manager for it, and, um, you know, it's nothing personal. It just didn't work out. So within their 90-day probation, we basically agreed to part ways. So that means we don't have one right now. Um, and Yvonne and I realistically do not have time to run that business, so we're we're really hoping to we're gonna we're gonna cast out the net again, and we're hoping to find a, a really solid applicant who basically wants to just kind of run a badminton center business, and I get to play there sometimes. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that's a, that's about
2: where we're at right now. We're, we're going, even having a lot of questions. Where like it would be highly beneficial if it was someone who had literally ran a badminton Center before because we were trying to figure out like like what software solution do we use for like online booking and stuff. And there's a billion
0: options. Yeah, it's amazing how many options there are because every Pilates studio has to handle the same kinds of bookings things. So of course there's like a zillion software as a service companies for, you know, all these z- zillions X. You know, some factor like uh, martial arts studios and, and, you know, fitness yoga and, and dance, yeah, fitness and, and dance
2: and like ribbon cooking, education you stuff, know, whatever, and... gymnastics. Like, <sighs> and a lot of them have really adversarial business models and like, oh, blah, 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 blah. blah. It's, yeah, it's kind
1: of not great, but oh well, next up. Using up some of that alpaca wool, Linus and Luke, have you seen Sanctuary Shattered Sun? It looks like it's going to be the spiritual successor to Supreme Commander.
0: Yeah, the devs actually reached oh, out game, to me yeah. um, a yeah. while back and they were uh, they were at a kind of fundraising stage and I, I basically said like, look, I, I am very interested in the game. It, everything I've seen out of it looks amazing. But I don't know anything about the gaming industry compared to what I know about the hardware industry. I I wouldn't really be able to be like an activist investor. I wouldn't really be able to like open any doors for you or anything like that. Um, I was also fresh off of the investment into Framework. So I wasn't really looking to throw more money into a furnace because at that time that was really how that felt. Um, Not because I didn't love the mission, but just because I didn't have a lot of faith in the mission since then. man. I, I've, I've told Framework. I'm like, I, we talked about this on WAN Show. Um, so I, I told them, yeah, the community is, is down. So if you guys like need more money, I'm potentially interested. Not that I really have any right now because of the Badminton Center, but you never know. You know, if the, timing, if the timing's right, you know, maybe there's something. But with Sanctuary Shattered Sun, the timing just wasn't good, but the game looks... Super cool. It's like kind of like you said, spiritual successor to Supreme Commander, but with a lot of new quality of life improvements. Should be way better performance. Like um, Supreme Commander doesn't really support multi-threading. So when you've got like a couple thousand units on the field, unless everyone has a 13900K, you are having a pretty bad time. And I'm exaggerating a little bit, but you one player in an eight game uh in an eight game a play, uh excuse me in an eight player match that has a subpar cpu is going to slow down the simulation speed for everybody because all the combat is physics based every projectile flying through the air is simulated as opposed to just being like a dice roll so it's pretty heavy um yeah i'd i'd be super i'd, I'd be I'm, re- I'm ready to play it i'm very excited
1: Was wondering if you guys ever had any trouble with the USB reset bug Ryzen used to have or still has. Both my systems have constantly crashing USB. Sadly, made my mind to leave AMD for good. Also, stubby!
0: Sorry, I just accidentally archived one where someone suggested putting the kids in scouts. Um, We haven't. They already have too many activities. Uh, As for the AMD USB bug... Oh, you didn't archive that. I curated it. Oh, all right, well, there's the answer. Now I'm archiving it. Um, <laughs> no, I haven't had trouble with it personally, at least that I know of. I've encountered some other really frustrating AMD bugs. There's a sleep bug on Threadripper that just makes your CPU, or excuse me, makes your system blue screen when your CPU is not doing anything, specifically when your CPU is idle. It's like, as if I didn't feel abandoned enough on this platform already, AMD. Thank you very much. Seen. I've had it lock at 1 gigahertz before for ages, and you just can't do anything. Frustrating. Uh, But no, I haven't seen this particular bug. Enjoy your stubby screwdriver, though.
1: Hi, Linus and Luke. How long would you say a flagship system should last with regards to being able to play the latest AAA titles at max settings? This is a really interesting question.
0: I curated this one because I wanted to talk about how that is unfortunately just not how it works and i'm gonna i'm gonna use game consoles as an analogy here it's kind of like asking how many years should you get out of a game console before it's time to upgrade there are so many variables that are going to affect this time frame that are completely outside of your control and that you cannot predict Nobody knows when the next game console is coming. Nobody knows how long developers are going to keep releasing games for it past its successor's release date. Nobody knows. Uh, well, I guess, yeah, those are the two, those are the two biggest factors. Um, and then on the PC side of things, nobody knows what your tolerance is for lowering settings. Maybe to you, high is max settings. As a, whereas for someone else, maybe it's ultra. Maybe to you, if it doesn't run at 4K resolution, it ain't worth sh**. Whereas maybe to someone else, well, they're more than happy with you know higher detail levels, but at 1440p or at 1080p. Maybe you're comfortable with um, using AI upscaling, whereas maybe they are like native resolution or bust. So it's one of those questions that is so personal. You could buy a top-of-the-line system, okay, right before a new generation... Okay, if you bought a top-of-the-line system right before NVIDIA launched the 30 series, you'd feel like you got ripped. Yeah. Like, they came in, stomped all over 20 series for performance, were really aggressively priced at first. Yeah. And then, if you bought a 3080 Ti or something like that, or I forget what the actual launch lineup was, a 3090. If you bought a 3090 at launch, man, you are sitting tight still. You are still playing everything so it's hard to say whereas if you had bought yeah if you bought uh, like um, yeah if you bought like a 10 series top of the line you got a long life out of that if you bought a 20 series top of the line I mean it was fine but was really superseded in a big way by 30 series and then if you bought a 30 series you're like sitting tight all the way through 40 series so it really depends and it also, right, it also depends on what's going on more broadly in the gaming industry. Like, all of a sudden, we're getting all of these super heavy titles that are pushing 3090s, 4080s to their limit, right? Well, why? Well, it's because we're getting all these games that are developed to run at 4K30 on a new generation of consoles. And as PC gamers, we're expecting them to run at 60 or 120 FPS. So all of a sudden, PC gamers are going, wow, man, this card that ran everything for all these years when everything was designed to run on the xbox one x or the playstation 4 all of a sudden it's being pushed to the limits like yeah because there's next generation games that are coming out by the truckload right now so i don't know <laughs> it's totally up to you i'm afraid i do think that now is a pretty okay time to buy prices have fallen in a big way i hope that i hope that the basement for gpus is going to be lower uh, but CPUs are pretty darn approachable right now, especially with how cheap RAM is. Um, like platform upgrades are pretty, pretty good right now. And yeah, GPUs, there are some deals to be
1: had. And hey,
0: there might be some new stuff coming that'll be pretty attractive as well.
1: Uh, Linus, as someone in the business space, what are your thoughts on the value of staying loyal to an employer versus chasing better positions externally? I think that
0: anyone honest is going to tell you that you are going to want to, at some regular interval, at least consider whether uh, your current situation is the right one for you. Uh, We do it as a company. Every year, we meet with everyone, and uh, before we do that, we meet with the exec team to kind of reevaluate, to rethink, to kind of go, okay... um, is LMG the best place for this person who we want to retain? If it might not be, how do we consider how to make it be? Um, And I think that people should be having those same thoughts on their own at at least that cadence, if that kind of makes sense. I do
2: think if if the answer is that you might want to go elsewhere, depending on the reason... I would make sure that you have that conversation with your... If, if, if you would like to stay where you're at, I'll say that. Yeah. Cause if, that, that gets over the depending on the reason part. I, if you would like to stay where you're at, but you're feeling like it's not working out for whatever reason, I would make sure that you're having those conversations internally. I can't speak for every company, but you know, anything is
0: a relationship at the end of the day of some sort, it could be a toxic relationship, it could be a frosty relationship, but it is a relationship, and if you want a a frosty relationship, like a a cool one, like you're not close. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, but if you're in a relationship and you have any desire whatsoever for it to continue, communication is key. So both sides should be, you and know, you
2: and you might want to stay there, uh, but that company is just, you know, they're they're unable to meet the what you need, and that that's just life that happens sometimes. Yeah, or it could go the other way around sometimes. You know, I I
0: think one of the only <laughs> uh, one of the only really wise things that I learned from the actual big boss at NCIX, the smartest thing I think he ever said to me, or the most, I'll put it this way, the most perspective changing thing he ever said to me was nobody stays at the same company forever it was when I was on my way out the door already I was I was quitting I had made it clear that I was I intended to leave and you know he he tried to renegotiate once and when I basically said firmly no I am uh, this is my intention option a or option B I either go to a competitor or you sell me the channel Um, we work out a deal Uh, he basically went okay and we and we moved on. He didn't linger there, and I kind of I asked him later. I was like, "You didn't like counter offer more?" Um, and he's like, "Well, nobody stays at the same company forever, or like nobody works at the same place forever." And it's like it was uh, it was really perspective changing for me because I had never really thought about it that way. To me, NCIX was the only place that I had ever really enjoyed yeah, being. I don't know if that's really true. It's actually just like actually not. It- <laughs> It is broadly pretty true. On average, people it's change careers like every six years. Common. Yeah. Yeah. It's like broadly pretty true. Very few people do that. Sure. The exact same. Very few companies even exist long enough for someone to spend their entire adult I think career. It's maybe at it. like a
2: helpful thing for him to say to not. Take it like personally on departure because I don't think he necessarily should. Because yeah, yada 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 yada. But people do.
0: It was a way of saying it was. It was a way of saying yeah that it's not personal and relationships end and that's okay. Yeah. And it's time for both of us to move on and that's okay. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, it it was just it was just kind. It was perspective changing for me because NCIX was my first real career job that I felt like like I worked as a lifeguard and I worked like painting houses. But I was I was doing odd jobs. I didn't have a career at that point. And so, you know, for me, it was actually probably a more traumatic breakup than the other way around. Like, I loved that company in an irrational, like, fanatic kind of way. I, I, like, I I learned about computers on their community forum. You know, yeah. And so I, um, and so yeah, you know, to to have him kind of counter once and then basically just move into negotiations with me on how to move forward, it was like I just. I don't, know, I don't know what I was expecting, but I, I, I think part of me wanted them to want me, you know, like I just, yeah, like I said, I, I loved that company. Um, and I, I don't think looking back on it that that was necessarily at a healthy level. I think that you can believe in a company. I think you can believe in a mission. I think that you can really enjoy the people you work with, whether they're your reports or whether they're your boss or whether they're your peers or whatever else. Um, but I think that the way that I had bought into the brand there was not not necessarily great for my career. I mean, for me, though, the experience of working there was, I think, really different from a lot of people. Like, I was a strong negotiator on my own behalf, and so you know I would hear other people complain about not being paid enough there, and I was like, I don't know, I get paid a lot. Um, I don't know what to tell you other than, like, Generate more value and then go ask for more money because that's what I did and it worked out great for me. But like not everybody, not everybody takes that approach and not everybody can. Also, doesn't work out for everyone at every workplace. So no, hundred percent. Things like that. You might try that at your workplace and basically just get shown the door. I don't know, right? So, you know, my experience was my experience, but it doesn't necessarily translate. Anyway, I yeah, I, I still you know, I still. Uh, it's less now. You know, having Taryn here helps. But there's still some days when I'm like, oh yeah, that was a, that was a cool team, you know, it was a cool team.
1: Howdy LLD, I, I didn't installed. like it. What? Oh NCIX, yeah, they yeah. treated you like crap. Yeah,
0: yeah, cool
2: yeah. team, my butt. That's okay. You're,
0: you're a cool team now. Yeah. It wasn't Terrence's fault. My team's cool. <laughs> yeah. Your
1: team's super cool. Howdy, LLD. I install GPS and automation on heavy equipment—dozers, graders, and pavers. That Any comment cool. about the seams coming apart? I really like the jacket, but I can't have it fail when I'm working. Oh, which jacket is this? I assume it's the. Uh, what well, it would be in the order? The right? working jacket. Uh, let me check. Oh, uh, there's a drop down. Nope, it's a
0: stubby screwdriver and a jerry-rig everything knife. Um, hmm. I assume you're talking about the workshop jacket. If you have any problems with it, I know there's a couple of reviews that mention that issue. If you have a problem with it, trust me, bro, we got you. Contact customer service. They will get you sorted out. And if they don't, then you can link them to this Wancho segment, and they will get you sorted out.
1: What's next? Uh, What is an outrageous... Are you asking us, or are you asking yourself? No, I don't know. Where am I? Uh, What is an outrageous tech-related conspiracy theory that you've come across? Um, an
0: outrageous tech conspiracy theory. Where do you even get these? Um, people send them in from your website. I know where you get them from. Oh man. I mean, is it the nanobots and the vaccines? Like that's kind of, that's a, that's a tech conspiracy theory. It's not exactly, um, it's not exactly a new one the chemicals in the water yeah. for the frogs. Yeah, m-
2: microchips in the COVID vaccine were like a thing. Yeah. But I don't think that's what he's talking about. Um, I don't think there's a
0: ton. To NVIDIA doesn't care about gamers anymore. That's outrageous. No, I'm just kidding. That's like totally. There's some thing, like, are
2: your cell phones <laughs> constantly listening to you because of the uh, suggested ads and the cell phone companies say that those suggested ads are not based off that. Some people have experimented and found that it's like. I'm, I'm not sure if I believe that. Yeah. I've seen experiments that lean both directions. Mm. But
1: yeah, I don't know. I kind of think they do. I don't know. In regards to the copyright discussions with Twitch streamers a few weeks ago, how do you guys feel about media share? Okay, I had never heard of media share until reading
0: this. Uh, until reading this message, but I looked it up, and if it's what I think it is, it seems really cool. Um, viewers can send you songs when they tip you and you can choose ones you like. So the media has been paid for. Presumably somebody has been compensated and you play them on stream. That just seems super cool. Seems cool. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of like if there was a way to mute the background music track of a YouTube video and just play music out of your own library that you like as a background track. You're basically like contributing your own soundtrack... I don't think that would be ...to good. the content that you
2: consume. No, it wouldn't be. I'm just saying. It's it's like the... There the, used to be a feature in games. You'd have like the, the jukebox in the game or whatever. And it could access local files. Do you remember that? I do remember that. That was actually really cool.
0: And there are games now where you can buy music, like especially music games like Beat Saber. Um, there are ones that license a certain number of you know a tier a tier titles i I think that's really gone out of fashion now that there's been some uh some lapsed uh licensing and then it has been complicated for that game both for streamers and just for the game to continue being sold but um that was kind of cool when that
1: happened Mm -hmm. looking forward to getting the new merch i am curious if the team has ever thought about creating a board game or not if you could make a board game what would it be that's the problem that very end bit a r- truly
0: creative engaging board game is like a full-time job
2: oh yeah it's very candy land like it's very hard to make
0: yeah like it's not the kind of thing that i would just be like her her let's make a board game it's like basic let's skin the game of life and just you've used luke and linus as the characters and then the careers are like youtuber
2: and like data center you know i really like Like highly strategical very difficult co-op board games okay but those exist so like it's not like that's a new idea
0: yeah i think that's the other big part of it is have we even it's like um are we contributing anything i i've talked about this a fair bit right like if i was going to make a game it would have been cross code or chained echoes or from what i've heard sea of stars yeah Why would I make that when people are already making that and I can just play it for $39.99 or whatever, like compared to how much I would have to invest to make that. So it's the same with board games. Like, why am I going to contract someone or hire a team or spend a bunch of time on it when realistically I don't have time to play all the amazing games that other people are already creating? Um... Yeah, I'm, I, that's one of those ones where I'm just happy to let somebody
1: else go be creative and cool and I'm just going to enjoy it. I wanted to chime in and ask Luke if he's made any decisions about a new phone yet. I have the same phone and I'm very curious to what you'll pick next. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get away
2: from Pixel. So I'm probably waiting for this, what, October for the launch of, or the announcement at least, I don't know, of uh, the Pixel 8 Pro. Um, that's where my head's currently at, but I don't know. I, I've had a lot of frustrations with my last couple of pixels, but every time I start looking into another phone, I start looking into the OS that happens to come with that other phone. And I'm like, ah, uh, there's certain things that I really like about a very stock Android experience um, with the pixel features on top of it. And no, I do not want to get a, a pixel fold. Um, so yeah, probably Pixel some some flavor of Pixel Eight. I know I said Pro, um, but I, I'm yet to see the prices for things, and that might influence stuff. Um, Jake Dane says, "Talk to me Tuesday." So I mean, <laughs> maybe that'll influence my decision. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not I'm not decided, but I've basically time lined myself. Uh, because my, I, my phone was on top of my, my clothes when I was swimming at Linus's place and I had a black shirt and my black phone was on top of my black shirt and I picked up my shirt to put it on afterwards and it flipped off and it smacked into like the, the stone steps near your pool and the screen cracked. So it's like, it's on its way out. It's still usable, but it's like, it's, it's time to like plan for a new phone, you know? Got it. Um, the screen separated a little bit from the body and it's cracked slightly um so and it's like getting like marginally worse all the time um, so I think by the time October comes around it'll be like I need a new phone um but I'm pretty sure I can hold out until then but yeah
1: I'll talk to I'll talk to Jake about it we'll see what he says howdy from Idaho you have talked a lot about some of the stress and trouble that can come from owning a business but what's your favorite part of owning a business people People
0: are the worst and hardest part of running a business and they're also the best
2: and most rewarding part. I think I've said that before, but like the reason why I like my current job is just because I really like my team. There isn't like anything particular about my actions of what I do in my role that I'm like, I love that. I do love seeing the output of all the people on my team. That's really cool Uh, because I feel like I have some amount of like micro contribution to all of it. Um, But yeah, it's,
1: I, I, I really like my team. Any thoughts on different colored stubbies? I'd love a yellow one. If it sells really well, then we
0: already have most of... Not just the molding, I mean, obviously with the molding, but we already even have parts shot. Like here, uh, Luke, can you throw me that yellow screwdriver and a stubby, please? So if you look at this, um, we are only one molded part away... From making this yellow the end cap is the same the selector ring is the same the accent ring is the same so all we have to do is take shot yellow selector rings put this shaft on it uh, on the ratchet mechanism and then we just have to shoot some yellow ones of these the problem is that there's minimums in terms of the runs in terms of ordering the dies for the plastics um, in terms of what is just practical for us to keep track of for skew count at our third-party logistics company. So we're going to have to see stubby sell well in black, which is the most popular color. And after that is proven, then we might look to explore different colorways, whether it's like a Noctua or a retro or a yellow or different solid colors or whatever the case may be. I could see us doing, now that we are, are, have kind of gotten the hang of working with these plastics and we know that it's reliable and doesn't have to be hot press, like it is too spec with the cold press, even if it's not quite as gripped on. It's, it's, it's very, very close. Um, so knowing that, it would be easier for us to stock parts and then and then build drivers from them. Um so it's possible you would see more limited time drops from us in the future, but that's
1: still very much TBD. What's your opinion on the EV industry switching to Tesla chargers? Do you think they will further solidify Tesla's position in the market? I don't care which
0: one. I actually don't care. It could be the 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 the, the 4 one, the Tesla one. I don't care. I'm just glad that the industry has made a frickin' decision and the momentum is swinging away in particular. It's not like Tesla and everyone else and if we can can all do that, then I'm happy. Um, Multiple standards for things like charging outlets is really bad. We saw this in the phone space where you had to have a different stupid cable and different stupid hookup or adapter for every stupid phone and it sucked. And I'm just glad that whoever wins, I have no horse in this race, um, I'm glad it's over. Or that it hopefully will be over at some point. And I'm saying this as someone uh, with a Taycan, with, with a not Tesla standard charger. Um, so that will might be inconvenient for me at some point on public infrastructure, but I'm just, I'm just glad that it's not going to be like this forever.
1: Hello, LLD. My SO wants the new TV above the fireplace. Our current is placed up there. Uh, what can I say other than it's too high compared to where we sit? There are other location options. Uh, heat can
0: be bad for the long-term reliability of the TV. And also,
1: it's too high for where you sit! <laughs> He's really passionate about this. There's a, there's a whole subreddit for this. Have you seen it, Linus? You know what you should do?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Take your, SO, uh, take your SO out to the movies go straight to the front row, sit down with them, go, go early. So you're in an empty theater, go straight to the front row, sit down with them in the front row, put your arm around them, grab, grab, grab kind of grab their arm and then like lean back together be like, isn't this great? And when they're like, no, you'd be like, okay, so we need to talk about where the TV's mounted <laughs> there. I got you.
1: Uh, I don't know who curated this. I don't care. Uh, it just says "Stubby Me, Daddy." Uh, <laughs> I did not. That may would... have been a misclick. Then. <laughs> okay. Well, it's getting broadcast. All right. Thank you, Jake. Uh, hi, D.L.L. It's oh, 2050, and you've just finished writing your autobiography. What is it titled? Mine would be "I Couldn't Help Myself." <laughs> just like Jake D. Thanks, Jake D. Um, I thought it was um.
0: A very optimistic title that I just thought would be a really cool uh, title for an autobiography for a tech person, um, but I think wouldn't be appropriate for me that I came up with was Be Iconic, because icons. Oh. Yeah, like if I if, if it was like a Steve Jobs level character, like a Wozniak or something like that. Well, not Wozniak, someone with like a strong personal brand. So like a Steve Jobs. Um, I could see that being like, just a really cool title. I don't think I have a particularly strong personal brand. I think we've seen plenty of evidence for that over the last little while. I do my thing, and you guys tolerate it. Let's go. Um, but yeah, I think I think that'd be a super cool name. I have no idea what I would what I would call what I would call mine. I don't know. I, I don't even I don't even know if I'll ever do it. It would be less of an autobiography and more of just like some some text diarrhea on a page and if you enjoy it then cool I um I don't have a good enough memory I think to write something truly autobiographical then again I'm not convinced most people who write them do
2: I think you could do a decent amount of recall if you watched old videos and used that old video to try to center your mind in that time but that would only be professionally
0: I wouldn't remember everything that I thought or went through personally. I've, I've
2: gone through I've I've looked back at old videos and in watching that video have remembered like, oh I'm wearing like that shirt. Hmm. Or I From that concert I went to or Or I did my hair in some weird way. Right. Or I was standing in Hey, w- weird. I remember this orange set that used to be in the studio that had like a world map and a ladder like why the heck do we do that oh that reminds me of the meeting that we had with these other people that didn't work at the company and the reasons why we thought that was going to be good and that ties uh, now i'm remembering those other people and i remember hanging out with them and like it it kind of branches repeatedly um i don't know like you might watch an old video of yours and see that you're like super tired and remember that your <laughs> your first one used to cry a lot and it might make you think like, oh, maybe this was like at this time when these things happened, and it, like it just like I don't know. I find stuff like that can spark memories really easily. I feel like what's really interesting to me
0: about something autobiographical is the 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 details, the anecdotes, and I feel like that's what I'd be missing a lot You'd of. Lose
2: a decent amount of that.
0: I don't remember almost any of like my kids' things. Like uh, is, I don't remember the is, first words and stuff like that. It is
2: somewhat surprising how much stuff you don't remember. I just I. I, um, uh, someone that
0: I know, okay, you guys remember Ivan, right? Um, who used to work here. Uh, he has this uncanny memory for just like a thing that I said to him nine years ago or whatever. And every time he tells me a story, I'm like, that sounds highly plausible. I have no recollection that this ever took place. And it's not because it's not memorable or funny or cool or something. I just, I could tell you the exact model number of some motherboard I had installed 10 years ago, but I couldn't tell you like a human interaction I had. I just, I don't, I don't process it that way. I'm kind of, I'm not really a people person, which is, I think, um, A double-edged sword for me.
1: <laughs>
0: it's like when, when, when the the, the merge message about like what's uh, the best thing about running a company, and I said the people, but then I also said it's the worst thing. It's like what's the best thing about life? People. What's the worst thing? <laughs> people. <man>. Like, <laughs> what is worse than people? But what's better than people? You know they're. They're amazing. They're beautiful. They surprise you. You know, like it's uh, people are complicated.
2: The only sketchy thing I find about your memory is sometimes when agreements are made. Oh, like about what you just like don't remember them. Oh yeah, like but I know you don't remember our old like computer agreement, but you still honor it. Yeah, because it sounds plausible. So like, so it's fine. My approach is
0: I just always do what I would do, and I just tell the truth. And so, if I, in good faith, do what I would
2: do, and I'm honest, I've never actually had it be a problem. But it is something that's like been top of mind often. Is he's like we'll make some deal, and I'm like he's not going to remember this. So like if I if I did like some really good negotiation or got this through in like some crazy way because of some reason, I'm like. Uh. But there have been times, yeah. and you've explained
0: what the negotiation was, and I've been like, sounds plausible. He'll he'll sometimes be like
2: mad about it, but be like. Okay, it's like all right. Like it, it, I I will admit it has never been a problem, but it is still something that I like think about every once in a while. Like he's not going to remember this.
0: I but don't. It's it's been fine. I don't have the attention to detail to be duplicative. <laughs> that is actually something that don't ask me how, but I learned from my now wife, then girlfriend. I. I do not have the capacity to get away with things because I'll forget and I will, I will say something inconsistent and it's like, all right, it just, it doesn't work for me. So for better or for worse, transparency is the way I go. And sometimes, boy, is it ever for worse? (coughs) (laughs) Last one
1: of the curated I've got for you today. Who's Luke's favorite character in Baldur's Gate Triple? Oh, um Carlac for sure, but uh
2: it's an interesting question because I actually like am not a huge fan of a bunch of them. But I think I I think that's a good thing.
1: I, have you, have I think that's a, me, yes. Yeah. I do not like all the characters. Yeah. And that's great because there's lots of characters.
2: Yeah, there's a bunch of characters and the reasons why I don't like some of them, it it makes me... I'm like, like, I don't like this about this person, but
1: there's an extremely large looming threat. And this person is potentially very useful for me. I think that makes it better. I don't want you in my party... And I don't like you but very I'll much, but we have to we, yeah. we have to be friends. It, it and makes it, it feel sucks. more real. It's very, very good. I
2: wouldn't expect every one of those people that came together for the reasons that
1: they came together, I'm going to stay it's vague just because work. someone hasn't played this it's game. It's just like d and I wouldn't expect me to like all of them all that much. How did a video game do this? I found myself, I'm out adventuring, and then I'm like, crap, I need this person that I hate. And you kind of have like that—that that sheepish, cool. you know, looking at your feet, walking. So much up. better than apathy. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Someone, in, someone. In oh my god, it saying, is. Yeah. The worst thing a companion can be is uninteresting. Yeah, and they
1: are all interesting. They're incredibly well written. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, you you walk up to them and you're like, not. Ugh, I have to get this guy so I can min max. It's like, oh, I have to talk to this this, 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 this uh, horrible character, and now I have to. Make them useful, yeah, like it's a video game they don't they don't really exist, it doesn't matter. There's at least
2: one character that I like actively dislike, but is still in my party because I'm like,,
1: you're annoyingly useful <laughs> i think I think I know who you're talking about every time they screw up, I like they miss or something like that. I'll just be like idiot, worst <laughs> you suck, get wrecked, get out of my party
3: <laughs>
0: It's my party
1: <laughs> sorry. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I, uh, I, uh, Carlac
2: for sure. Um, easy first place. Um,
1: after that, it, it gets a little more. Yeah, muddy. I think I'm talking about Gale, uh, Geofig. Yeah. I hate Just Gale. Hit Hit I hate Gale. You have one job, and it's to throw things and they connect with other things. <laughs> you idiot. Oh, I, uh,
2: yeah, I, I really like one of the custom characters that I made. Um, but in that playthrough, I just make sure I have Carlac all the time. In the, in the game that I have with Wendell, I'm actually just playing Carlac, and that's very cool and very fun. I like that. Um, she's awesome. I, I really disliked Lazelle at the start, but then as you get to have more conversations with her – and as as you get into deeper conversations with her and stuff she actually grew on me a lot she's pretty cool. i had
1: the same experience i don't understand yeah. how they did that i think it was just amazing writing it was really good. incredible because I, you also yeah. have to balance the mechanics of it too because yeah. you need her yeah. in your party to like be functional and you have that moment with you start with her and you're like oh, i really hate this person in my party but i need them to be functional and then as you get better at the game you like them more and they become deeper and yeah i don't know i don't know how the, It's just yeah why don't I try
2: I'm surprisingly attached to the characters in
1: that game it's weird they're very very well written i told you i had that weird moment where i was looking at my quest table and i was reading like what to do next and it just sort of said like eh do the thing and i i had this moment of realization where it was kind of Okay, so the quest just tells me stuff that I should be doing, not that I have to be doing. I can do whatever I want, and then it didn't become a video game anymore, and it was, it was actually I think fun. that's,
2: I'm, I'm going to branch this slightly and talk about Starfield, which is on the table as well. Mm. I think that's one of the constant problems with Bethesda games, and I was kind of talking about this earlier, where people are like, ugh, like... I have already somehow spent 100 hours in the game and I blasted through the main quest and I blasted through all this other stuff because I wanted to be the first one to hit all these achievement points and stuff like that and now I'm done. And it's like, okay, that's that's totally valid. You can play the game that way if you want. I do You not can do think,
0: Disneyland like that.
2: Yeah. I don't think it's the... If, if you really want to extract the most out of it, that's not going to be the best way. And Just they, kidding, you can't do Disneyland like that. They make you wait in line. Yeah, even with the fast pass. But yeah. um, but like Starfield... <laughs> Land sucks. They, they build things into it that make it so that you can skip a lot of the really valuable parts of the game. Um, and they do that because some people are going to want to. I know people that played Skyrim that did... Zero they, they usually these types of people usually didn't play Oblivion in Morrowind uh, But I know people that played Skyrim that did zero of the side quests zero of the factions Just went straight through the main quest and they were like those cool game and then they moved on and I'm like wow Like the best parts of that game you did not play like there's there's a quest that I, I don't think most people have ran into but uh, you get drunk with Shio Gorath in a bar and then you go on a drunken night of shenanigans with Sheogorath. And then you wake up at the end and have to like deal with all the consequences of the things that you did. And it's amazing. And it has nothing to do with the main quest in the game. You have to find that by experiencing the world. And I, I feel like the Baldur's Gate, there's like more of it. It like makes you experience it in a cool way, um, which is great. But Baldur's Gate and Starfield, both of them, You gain so much more from those games, from letting yourself wander, letting yourself explore, and just absorbing in the atmosphere and the writing and the game, and they're just so much better.
0: How much does Bethesda pay you?
2: Uh, (laughs) That was one of my, uh, I watched the Making of Morrowind movie, video, whatever you call it, uh, and I was determined when I was a kid to go work for them when I grew up. And then they uh, did certain things, and now it's fine. I don't need to go work there. Okay. Yeah, this was Morrowind era. This was pre horse armor. Uh, Thanks, Bethesda.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, Linus, do you want to go through these? Do you want me to read them? Uh, What's your What's your plan here? I I I mean, yeah. There's only four, so. Hey there, LLD. The variation of different types of mystery screwdrivers produced will be five thousand and forty at Seven Factory all. Factorial. Uh, do you plan on making more or less than this? I'm interested to know how rare these screwdrivers are. Um. Okay, hold on a second. Is is
0: is that the math? What the what the heck is factorial? It's been a while. I, I play too much
1: factorial. Uh, factorial, I think, is like uh, the amount of permutations that you can create because you have to use one of every single part, and there's seven different colors, so it's like. 7 times 6 times 5 times 4 times 3 times 2 times 1, I believe,
0: if I Google Uh, that. But we could have all of the same. But even then, if I just do 7 times... 7 to the power of 4, that's still only 2,401 combinations. How do you do the math for this?
1: I cannot remember statistics. I pushed as much as I could from my brain with alcohol. Yeah, (laughs) Statistics is evil.
0: Um, I don't think it's statistics. Um, can someone do the math for us? So there are actually eight colors, for one thing, because um, black is also in mystery. So there are four components there's the selector ring, the accent ring, the handle, and the top, the ca- end cap. Um, and then they can, any one of them can be in any of eight different colors. Theoretically, you could get an all solid color. Random mystery driver. We we don't control for anything. We just grab whatever. Um, so so what's the math on that? So yeah, it's just eight to the power of four, then. Right. I think forty so. ninety six. That's what people are saying in the float plane chat, and they're more credible than uh, Twitch chat. Wait, no. Someone says forty uh, thousand. 4096 permutations. That's got to be it. They're only silver shaft. Yeah, so there's about 4,000 different combinations. Um, we don't plan on making a specific quantity of them. It's just based on what we have kicking around. Um, we'll see how long they last. And it's the same for the colored ones. I saw someone ask, hey, how long are you going to have the green one? My company might want to order a bunch of them and equip all of our tech to order them now. Uh, we, I, I don't know if we will restock them. I don't know what colors we would restock. It all just kind of depends on how they move. So if that's something that you want, then you, 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 you do need to get it. How many stubbies have you sold today? I actually don't know. I can tell you though that, um, a few during the show, <laughs> there's been hundreds of merch messages and uh, item number one, most popular is stubby screwdriver.
1: I might have a number for you if you would like me to say it.
0: Uh, yeah, it's not accurate though. Okay. Because the the it's 411. Uh, but the dashboard doesn't no, no, cap no. Oh.
1: No, the uh, the
0: tally that's been running all night. Oh. Uh, is it like somewhere in the like 3000 4000 range? Something like that? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, apparently it's just shy of 5000 so far today. That's a, wow, that's a really solid launch. Um hey, thanks guys for your support. Um but also you're welcome. It's a solid product, you know. I'm I'm really confident in this one just because it's all proven stuff other than we did a new plastic mold for the handle, right? So it's uh it's yeah, I'm I'm just really proud of the team, I think is probably the the easiest thing for me to say with 100% confidence. You know, I'm not going to um, I think I think that we have You and I have engaged in a, a fair transaction. It's a really good product. You're welcome. And also, thank you for your business. And the team has done an amazing job of, of bringing this thing to market, getting it ready in time for LTX, and then following up with
1: the launch here. Yep. Luke, Dan, and Linus, hello from a Canuck brother, adding to my quest of food questions. Mm. Uh, what is your dream breakfast? Mine is waffles with strawberry yogurt and syrup with Costco breakfast sausages dream breakfast I mean oh I've never really
2: been a breakfast person because I have like a very averse reaction to eggs um I, I I guess I'll say dream breakfast is something that I don't I'm not uh, they have uh, the calories are fake and they don't matter then mm. it's gonna be Belgian waffles with a bunch of whipped cream and a bunch of fruit have you' been to Berry Farm yeah okay so I haven't gotten basically... it
0: though what? That's their thing. The
2: the one time I went for that, the one time I went for that reason, they only had raspberry. Oh, all right. And I'm not that into raspberry. All right. It's like the worst berry, and it's also not a berry. Every once in a while, we find something that we
0: disagree about very strongly. (laughs) This is one of those once in a whiles. You don't like raspberries? It's not a berry. Who cares? (laughs) It's delicious.
2: I'm not that into raspberries. I don't like the bitter. Rhode Island isn't an island. What? You you hate it now? <laughs> uh yeah, I know I'm not that into it. I like blackberries. I like blueberries. What in a is a berry now?
0: <laughs> I don't think it is. Your logic is extremely inconsistent, sir, and I'm finding it upsetting. I <laughs> know, I'm just not I'm not really into the bitter. Yeah. I can I It's I, the sour. It's not bitter. Oh, maybe you have crappy raspberries then. Maybe there's lots this of a, This is rice. something that
2: I thought about recently because um, Dan's mom, the person who grew the cucumbers, also grows raspberries, mm. and I was mentioning about how I don't like raspberries, and I was like, "But maybe
1: I would like these
2: because it's very yeah. possible I've just had like bad." Everything
1: ones. that you're describing you don't like about raspberries sounds like not. Normal raspberries. Don't forget raspberries. Yeah, so like maybe I've just had junk raspberries. Raspberries I don't, know. don't oh, yeah. keep well. Oh, they do not. So this so, is
2: maybe part of the problem too. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying there's like no chance. Okay, if you get them at the grocery my store, they suck. experience with okay, so that's the only ones I've ever had. You just need to go like and get like, to picking and, and get okay. to use some raspberry farm
0: <laughs> and eat them on a waffle. <laughs> that's what
1: they do.
2: I was. I was also. This was also very recently. So I was in my like trying to lose weight phase. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. I'll, I'll, I'll rediscover good raspberries at some point. Pretty sure you've just eaten moldy raspberries. I don't know if they were moldy, but they're
1: definitely grocery store raspberries. They sure weren't
2: good. I can tell you that much.
1: Yeah. All right. I answered a bunch of these already. Uh, hey, LLD, what components should be the focus of a music production PC that utilizes a lot of virtual instruments? You answer this. I have to answer this? Yeah, why would yeah, we why answer would we this? this? I already answered it. I already replied to it. OK, uh, let me think. Uh, CPU, what I say? lots of RAM. Uh, really, really, really good single core performance from the CPU. You also need a secondary PCI card for USB Thunderbolt or MADI or Dante. If you use the internal motherboard, uh, the graphics drivers can interact with the USB thing. And you get clicks and pops and increased latency. Uh, and video drivers are pretty bad for latency. There's one or two USB chips that are really good. Uh, That's about it. I don't know. Budget. Goodbye. (laughs) Oh, wait, I have to continue talking because there's another (laughs) merch message. Hey, DLL, something I have... This has never happened to me before. Uh, Hey, DLL, something I have thought about a lot. Why do you think companies focus on pure uh, electric cars instead of improving hybrids?
2: Oh,
0: because... Plug-in hybrids were really hard to communicate. I've talked about this on the show before, but the the Volt was like a, an awesome car that people who, who get it get
2: it and love it, and people who don't have it leave really bad reviews for it. I feel like plug-in hybrids got Wii U'd. Yeah. Like plug-in hybrids, to me, before I experienced your Volt, my understanding of plug-in hybrids were those really crappy ones early on where it was, like, basically a really big car battery. And, like, you couldn't actually just drive just electric. Yeah, so just a hybrid. Yeah. Yeah. But plug-in hybrids were
0: basically like EVs with a gasoline range extender. Which is Best of both worlds. Um, Now, even a lot of the, you know, like the Prius Prime, for example, I think is a stupid plug-in hybrid because it doesn't have enough range, at least for me. If you drive a shorter distance, it could work great for you. But for me, I couldn't commute to and from work on battery which is what i want so that i'm not burning fuel all the time yeah Uh, but what's good about it is like the volt you could just gas it up and drive as far as you want and gas it up again and drive as far as you want and it would behave like a really efficient hybrid that whole time um so driving
2: on the actual hybrid mode where it uses both is like insanely efficient i think
0: dealerships didn't properly understand it, didn't get proper training. I think that the manufacturers were not really that incentivized because there wasn't a ton of profit in it because they had complex drive chains. Uh, uh, Excuse me. um, Trains. Yeah, trains. Trains, drive chains. (sighs) Bicycles on the mind, apparently. Uh, Complex drive trains, trains in some cases. Um, I think that there wasn't a lot of... um, I think there wasn't a lot of understanding about them from a consumer standpoint. Uh, the petrol heads, you know, the the ambassadors of the of the motor world, were super not into them. They don't sound cool. They don't go fast. Um, and I think it was hard to communicate the savings when everyone wants the efficiency of a vehicle just boiled down to like an EPA rated something. When actually, with these cars, it really depends how you drive them. If you never touch the gas tank, you, you are going to get amazing efficiency out of it. And if you're one of those people who just drove it on the gasoline engine the whole time you had it, then you're not. It's still going to be okay. It's still going to be about like a hybrid, so that's good. But it's not going to be amazing. Um, I, yeah, it, it, it's sad to me because I, I thought they were super cool. Just like I think it's super cool to say, hey, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you again next time. Same bad time, same bad channel. Bye!